Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Run. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Night Citizens Against Harmful Technology conference call. I'm Neil Chevrier, your moderator. Uh, our website is w.citizensaht.org. You'll find a plethora of information there. We've worked really hard in the last five years to gather up a lot of information from everybody on the calls and just tons of research and put it all in one place. We have a forum. We have a weekly newsletter that Skizit, our web builder, uh, works really, really hard to make interesting and empowering and covers quite a variety of topics. So hit subscribe on the on the website page for the newsletter. Uh, if you've missed newsletters and you have time to to sit around and read information and you're curious about some things, there's a whole archive of all the newsletters, which is probably about 60 of them at this point, if not more. Um, what else do I need to cover here? For anybody who's new on the call, you can go to w.talkshoe.com and you can make yourself a username and a password so that you have an account with them. Don't worry about trying to hide because you probably don't have any privacy anyway. Um, all these digital systems are definitely monitored. Some of it's automated, so don't be overly paranoid. Just be cautious. Uh, and, you know, get to know people. You can you can log in using this 134-999 call ID number and go into the chat room and people share and, and post links, uh, sometimes really a lot of good stuff. Uh, that people post. So obviously it's the variety of us all working on these topics that we come together and we share. And this is how we've really gained so much knowledge in the five years that I've been in, in the TI circle. And I've been a TI for 25 years, but didn't really know it uh, until about the last 15 years because it became so obvious. But I don't need to tell my story. So if you're new to using TalkShoe and the conference call, uh, when I mute the whole room, if there's too much background noise, you hit star 8 on your phone to request to be unmuted if you have questions or comments. Otherwise, I like to keep the room pretty open and get some good healthy interaction. Uh, so you hit star 6 on your phone and to mute yourself so that your background noise doesn't bother the call. And if you're using a speakerphone, uh, use star six and mute yourself so that it doesn't cause an echo delay that happens over the whole call. Uh, for those who may not know, the podcast is every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time till about 1.30 in the morning. And then after that, a couple minutes later, I open up a new call because the first call ends automatically without my control. Uh, and I do a late-night call. There's maybe 25, 30 people on it, and it can be a little bit more intimate. 
So if if you feel, you know, uncomfortable being around 100 people or, or all that, you want something a little more personalized, the late-night call is really, really good for, for more specialized attention. Um, let's see, what else do I need to say here? The views of the callers are not necessarily the views of COT, which is Citizens Against Harmful Technology. Um, we're not here to diagnose or prescribe, to just put it bluntly. Each of you, your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual conditions are very unique. So specialized, uh, competent health practitioners are in order for you to run enough diagnostic tests if you're dealing with some kind of, of ailments or you know just want to take care of yourself the best you can. Otherwise, there's a, a lot of information that we do pass on of things that are helpful, um, and it's up to you as a researcher to use those things or to choose not to. So have your own discernment for your own safety. Please be kind to each other. Have tolerance and patience with each other to help facilitate our progress and fulfill our mission. And remember, it's the diversity and the unity of our group that bring empowerment for everyone. You know, when people are under duress, they can be grouchy. And I find quite often that, you know, the ones we blow steam off on are are usually the ones that are the people that care and love us because uh, there's not much point in doing it with people that aren't going to care. So whenever we can understand that somebody might be blowing off some steam and turn around and give them a hug right through the phone, then we've done our job in the highest good to, to be a support system for each other, which is sweet and quite a big reason why we're all here. Um, do understand the motives of those perpetuating these crimes and the technology they use to divide, conquer, and control. Their typical strategies are diversion, disinformation, and negativity. Much of these effects are from frequency warfare and thought control being implemented to cause these undesired effects. You have to come to realize that, well, Magnus Olson speculated based on his research that 80% of the population is hooked up to, to this uh, digital interface integrated adaptive system. So when you start seeing family members or friends or, or even just common acquaintances or people in your travels through your day acting weird or being counterproductive or obnoxious, uh, just remember that some of this is actually, even though happening on a subtle level, level it's happening to sabotage your peace of mind and you keeping your focus so that you can create what you choose to create in your life, uh, even though you are under duress. It is through compassion and mutual effort that we will accomplish our goals. So be part of the team. Become a targeted individual warrior and spread the truth far and wide so positive changes can be implemented. Um, on my call, I, I don't ever keep somebody muted uh, if they're not causing a lot of problems or anything because it's my job as a moderator to make sure that the call is interesting and beneficial to to everybody as much as possible. So um, on that note, I do unmute people uh, 
nobody ever will go through one of my calls and be kept muted all night. I keep an eye on my board, and I like to keep 10 or 20 people unmuted so that we can have a variety of input. So again, just uh, hit star 8 on your phone now if you'd like to be unmuted. If you may have something to say tonight, go ahead and hit star 8. Let me unmute you, and then you can hit star 6 and mute yourself. And that way, when you want to interact or ask a question or share, you can hit star 6 again to unmute yourself. Uh, and there really is a flow uh, that you get into, which makes the calls really special. So get in the flow, be polite and considerate so we can have a productive call. If you have an emergency situation that you need to share with callers for some help, uh, feel free to interrupt me because I do a lot of talking, uh, and I won't leave dead air on my calls. So if nobody else has anything to say, I grab my notes and, and share things and do a recap on, on information that new people may not have heard already. Uh, and also remember that others are waiting to share too. So get to the point and allow any topics being discussed to finish before starting a new one. Welcome to the call. So we hey, got... Neil. Hello. It's Sue. How are you? I'm hanging in there. How are you? Yeah, about the same. Yeah. Um, um, I was interested in what you were saying earlier about how many lawsuits are coming up against the communications industry. And I was wondering if you could go into a little more detail about what the target groups are and what the, um, you know, what has been some of the results of those lawsuits. Yeah, I haven't and then really... also, and also another question, if you can remember it, uh, sure. I'm wondering if any of those are coming from the employees who have to work on those towers who are getting high radiation doses, um, if they are a part of that group. You know, they are, and I remember hearing a few years back that the whole little lobbyist strategy of wasting people's time that a lot of these field tech people were getting cancers and tumors and ending up in court going against, you know, up against big companies like Verizon. And they basically killed enough time, like 10 years, and the people died. But uh, I don't have further information. Somewhere I picked up an article, probably somebody passed to me, uh, you could probably do a search on disclosure of investors uh, for the telecommunications industry. I'm sure you could come up with some search words. I don't remember where that article is with 3,000 emails. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got some so information on So that. basically the information, hang on, uh, Linda, that is coming from... You know, maybe uh, over 10 years of lawsuits where some of them were, you know, delayed so many times that the people got sick and died. But newer uh, newer lawsuits would probably be coming out now with the higher dosage that we're getting and also the numbers of people who are having maybe peripheral or, say, say not peripheral, but... Um, say, secondary symptoms, like, I mean, the people, like, look at the senator, the two senators that have brain cancer, right? I mean, McCain is one of them. Ted Kennedy already passed away. A lot of brain cancers out there. 
And are any lawsuits coming out of consumers for that? Yeah, you have some input on that, EMF Linda? Well, uh, it's uh, closely, very closely related to that. Yes, uh, 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 there's a uh, the very best book on that subject, uh, who written by the widow of of a cell tower worker, uh, is called Cell Phones in the Dark Exception, and uh, it's just it is it is just best. It is uh, really an excellent uh, book that everybody ought to get their hands on. Um, the, the, uh, the, the worker, he was, uh, he worked on the amplifier, like the booster for the cell towers. And, uh, the book actually came out some years ago, uh, came out in 2008, nearly 10 years ago. Uh, so, uh, she, she has dug up an awfully lot of information that, uh, it, that the public is, is, that is being withhold from, Withheld from the public, um, including including a pool that the telecommunications industry set aside <clears throat> ten years ago of six billion dollars, just waiting in anticipation of you all uh, suing uh, uh, for the damage and harm done by the use of, of uh, cell phones. Uh, knowing, of course, that they are uninsurable. All these wireless uh, devices have been deemed uh, uh, from the beginning uh, uninsurable. Lloyd's of London, which sets the standards, uh, uh, knew how dangerous uh, cell phones, cell towers, smart meters, all of them are. And so they... They apparently took it in the shorts with the tobacco industry, which they did insure, and they weren't going to repeat that mistake with the uh, wireless devices. And so, so there's that. But I also wanted to mention, uh, uh, Cindy asked earlier about 5G, and so I have some happy news, happy news uh, about what's going on politically here in California. Uh, with, uh, uh, I've mentioned before, uh, Senate Bill 649, which apparently is going to be coming up for another vote toward the end of this month. Um, and I don't know if it's a final vote, but it's another vote. And the opposition, that thing, the opposition to that is just snowballing. And what that is, SB 649 was written by the telecommunications industry, again, the uh, their lawyers, <clears throat> and it is a gift. It allows them, it would allow them to put up uh, antennas anywhere they want on on, on stop signs and um, utility poles to accommodate the 5G, the higher frequency, and it, it, it requires a line of sight. So these antennas would be placed uh, every 30 to 100 feet. Anyway, so um, what's happening is little by little, this the opposition has been gaining, gaining, gaining. And so the last I heard, there are now uh, there's probably over 250 cities in California that have formally opposed this uh, this bill. 250. There's got to be more by now. You, you uh, people with uh, access to the computer can get a, an accurate number on that. And there's probably more than half 
I mean, I already know there's more than half the counties have also posted. Last I heard, there were 32 out of 58 counties in California that have posted. And um, uh, you you will be able to find online also the last hearing at which there were two CEOs with brain cancer who gave uh, what I understand was riveting uh, uh, testimony in opposition, again, to this Senate Bill 649. So, so things are happening, you know? Yes. So that lady that wrote the book um, regarding her husband's... Uh, right. Her name is Carly Cooper. Sorry. Uh, well, did, what I, did she go to court with that information? Or she just wrote the book? No, no, she wrote the book, but it's an uh, awfully good book. Uh, it just exposes okay. all kinds of stuff. She's got a, a degree, and she was left with two daughters. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just curious, like, what are the results? Like, okay, sometimes they could just, you know, keep delaying. Uh, you know, do they, you know, cover up results of scientific documents and evidence? Uh, okay, how many people that? have... How many people have won? What right, right, kind right. of winnings did they get? What kind of precedence did they show? I can that I can give you on that on that too, which was your original question in the first place. Anyway, uh, so Dr. George Carlo, who was oh around I don't know 1995 or 97, given uh, 25 million dollars by the telecommunications industry uh, for uh, to prove that the that the cell phones uh, were the, the radiation was safe. That's essentially what they thought they had their boy in in their pocket because he had come out on the wrong side of other health issues. Uh, I think maybe asbestos or or some other things. So they thought they had their guy. Well, he started uh, taking their money, and doing the research. He got some of the best scientists around the world, and uh, little by little. Little by little, coming out up with wasn't what they wanted to hear. So, uh, so what they did, what they did was they 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 pulled the remainder of the 25 million and they burned down his house. So he's not one to sit back and be defeated. And he wrote a wrote a great book. Uh, 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 let's see, got it, got it on my shelf. Anyway, and it came out in about 2000. So it's been out for a long. Quite a long time, but he wrote more recently a really excellent article, Sue, that that you should you should be able to find. I I got uh, I found it in American Trial Lawyer magazine, uh, and he wrote this article. Um, uh, I don't have it real handy here, but anyway, it tracks it. It does exactly. It answers exactly what you were asking. The, because he is both an epidemiologist or, or a real MD, I'm not sure, but he's also an attorney. So he tracks, there's a line uh, that goes across two pages uh, uh, showing the specific cases. It's a, it's a great article. Well, uh, there's th three sites that have usually the latest court case news on issues like you're talking about. And I haven't been to uh, two of them in about a year or two, but they're probably still operating. And one, admittedly, is in Canada, the, the WEEP news site, W-E-E-P, wireless, something, something. But they they have technical and specific information 
on legislation and court cases affecting the consumer and the wireless industry. It's weep news. And the other one is, of course, uh, court courthouse news. If you Google that, it's a website that comes up with the latest cases um, and then, of course, you're going to have to search for Wi-Fi lawsuits. Okay, and then you stuff. search for, yes, specific uh, lawsuits. Okay, yeah. thanks. Uh, well, there's one more, and it was instrumental in exposing the hazards of cell phone tower in the very beginning when the Internet came on. And I don't know if she's still she's still uh, administering the site, but it was called Jane's cell, cell Phone Tower site or Jane's cell tower, something like that. And, boy, she had all the technical information about what kind of bandwidth the cell phones were operating, uh, how much damage it was doing, because they put one up right across from her her, her farm or acreage or whatever, and uh, she she didn't want it there, so she fought them. So I, and then she just started listening to all kinds of court cases. But that was Jane's cell phone tower, I want to say. So those are... There's some possibilities that you might get the latest court news and information on. And I, I would just like to add, I've got the uh, the book in my hand in front of me uh, that uh, Dr. George, George Carlo and Martin Schramm wrote, and it's, the title of it is Cell Phones, Invisible Hazards in the Wireless Age. And it is just a, incriminating as hell. It's, uh, it shows pictures of how... He, of uh, himself with uh, uh, Wheeler, Thomas Wheeler of the FCC, you know, they uh, they tried to wine and, and dine him and, sh- and schmooze him and keep him keep him going so that he came to the right conclusions uh, regarding the safety of cell phones. It also has diagrams about the brain and, and DNA. It's a, another really good book. Again, the other book, uh, is uh, Cell Phones in the Dark Deception by Carly Cooper. Yeah, I heard about a website uh, that's doing work against uh, the surveillance state called uh, courtesyinternational.org. And I actually found out about them because they're paying for radio ads to get people organized about that. Good. Courtesy. Mm-hmm. I have so a I mean, question. It's, um, it's more anybody... general. It's more general for uh, you know the larger American audience, but um, it does relate to what we're going through. So go ahead, lady. I'm sorry. Um, has anybody listened to the audio from Gangstalker Wars, the man that purports to be from the security industry services out of Oregon? Yeah, I was anybody... for about three or four minutes, and then I thought it was a it was a plant job of some type. Was my opinion. I I actually have listened to it several times, um, uh-huh. and what he goes on to say is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. He implicates Amazon. He says there is a mainframe computer that is collecting DNA samples from citizens who are applying for jobs. Um, they're getting it from all sorts of people um, and uh, in all sorts of ways, and that they are using electromagnetic technology against the homeless people in Oregon. He has names, he has addresses, 
he sounded very, very credible, and he said that he could no longer tolerate the atmosphere in there because this technology could do so much good, and it's being used for so much evil. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, You haven't listened to the whole thing, so... I just dismissed it right off because... uh, (laughs) Uh, perpetrators normally knock out anybody trying to expose this thing, number one. They've often yeah. in the past put up shell shell companies to absolve some <laughs> of the, the damage that they've already done or plant a person to act as a informant or an accomplice and exposing something that's some kind of new revelation. And when he just came right off the bat and said, well, this non-lethal stuff, the government can do this by law, blah, blah. That, that's, that's wrong. They, you know, it's illegal for them to do any kind of affliction on anybody. That's law. And I, I wondered if that's what he had been told, because I hear that a lot from industry insiders that say, this is completely legal, we can do this. And I say, no, it's not legal. It's absolutely no. not legal. That's my opinion. It sounds scripted to me, but anyway. Well, I, I, I would encourage you to just, and I respect your opinion, but I would encourage you to listen to the whole thing because some of the things that he details in there are actual, you know, patented technologies, and we know this as targets of some of, I'm a targeted individual. So we know from some of the things that happened well, to what's us. It, I he mean, founded, what's the motivation behind him releasing this on YouTube? I mean, why didn't he take it to some authorities, or why didn't he send it straight to the TI community? Those are the questions I got. What What's his motivation for revealing what he supposedly revealed to help everybody? I mean, well, I wondered, I, I wondered that myself, and there would be nothing for him to gain. What would be for him to gain? And, and blowing the whistle in that kind of atmosphere when your life is being threatened and he has now become a target, according to him, what what would he have to gain? He would only have to lose by revealing this information. Well, there you go. And there wasn't a lot of fear. I didn't. I didn't hear it in his voice. Um, such as the. I read. I read Conspiracy Planet all the time. There's some really good stuff on Conspiracy Planet. And and this one guy, he was he was a perp, and they wanted him to go out and, and kill children. And that's when he he said no. You know, he, he's not going that low. And, He's got a story on there. I can't remember his name right off, but, I mean, you can sense the worry. You can sense the fear. And, you know, when I heard that audio the other night, I thought, you know, there ain't – I mean, that's my opinion. I, you know, I've been around this a long time, and first thing the old TIs look at, well, is this is this credible? Is this real? <laughs> you, know, you know, who is this person? Well, right, like, oh, running so. the background checks. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, you know, anyway. this was discussed actually during Derek's whole call on Saturday. I don't know if the woman who's speaking heard yes, the second was... video as well. He he ran. Yes. Yeah, you did. Yes. Where he actually gave names of places in Seattle, and it sounds like a couple of TIs are going to check these areas out because oh, okay. everybody was talking about, okay, we need to know he's legit, sure. and nobody had been able to really prove it at that point. Go. So that was discussed on the whole call and people are trying to look into it. Well, I did a little research today. Oh, um, I'm very, you know, 
that's what's gotten me in trouble in the past too. I'm very good at doing research. Um, so he, from what I gather, going by the by the Brian Coffrin name, he has lived in six different cities. Um, he has children, but a single about 38 years old. Now there was only one with that name, and he also has two separate uh, GoFundMe sites. Type things. He has one GoFundMe under with the Gangstalker Wars, and he has a Kickstarter Gangstalker Wars money thing. And I thought, you know, that could be looked at two ways. He could have set this up ahead of time, but if he has been actively working for this company for a number of years, a why doesn't he have savings? Why would he have to start a crowdfunding? And b b um, you know maybe he pre-recorded it. Maybe he, um, as a lot of TIs do, and I know I've done this a lot, started to record something and then you get off on the bunny trails and, you know, it's also convoluted and you're trying to make sense and be credible and present your evidence in a logical fashion. You know, maybe he wrote it out and was reading it so that he would not come off as, um, you know, a liar, I guess, or so that he could impart this information in a credible manner. So it did sound scripted. It sounded like he was reading something he had scripted. written. What worries me is the GoFundMe thing, because somebody who's worried me too. like that has definitely made money. So if you're going to plan on, you know, exposing this, at the same time, you're going to be putting back savings was my thought. Okay, so if he's done this ahead of time and scripted this and made all these recordings to release a little bit at a time, why didn't he do that with his finances too? Put the money back knowing that, it, you know, in view of someday exposing this. What so was those, his reason in the GoFundMe? Uh, you know, it was pretty much verbatim what he has on his website, the Gangstalker Wars. Um, he was, was pretty much... For money to support his getting the word out? Yes, because he is now claiming he is now a targeted individual, which, you know, does make sense. However, it doesn't make sense that he would have this plan. So like Snowden, Snowden had a plan. You know, he had, he knew what he was going to do and he had a plan and he implemented it. You know, he had those finances in order. He had the plane ticket. So if you're going to do something like that and expose something of the magnitude that this man is claiming to be exposing, why didn't you also plan with your finances? Why would you need a GoFundMe? And he's already raised 40 bucks on GoFundMe. You can type in Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Coffrin, K-O-S-R-O-N. If you just Google that name, you'll find his GoFundMe. And his other one, which I think is Kickstarter, I don't know. It's some sort of fundraising site. Mm -hmm. I didn't even look at the second one because in the, you know, little clip in the description below his name on the GoFundMe, it said pretty much exactly what it said on his website. I went to his GoFundMe to see how much money he's raised. He's raised $40. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I, I really don't know what the point uh. of that is. Well, so, first off, uh, my name hello. is Chris, and hello? Yeah, um, hello? Hi. Okay. Um, Hi, this I have is... a quick question. I have, like, a quick question. Oh. Um, like, 
are there any reliable private investigators? And um, what uh, what what technology do you uh, do you suggest uh, we get to record the uh, gang stalkers? Uh, I would. What do you mean when you say gang stalkers? What are they doing? Um, parroting, imitation, imitation, anchor words, that type of stuff. You you can use a digital camera. Most states, it's illegal to photograph anybody in public places. They don't like it either. It intimidates them, and you can watch for uh, some of their hand signals. Watch for people on smartphones that are holding them horizontal, aimed at you. Even though the antennas in those are omnidirectional, there seems to be something they're doing with some apps, probably to lock on and implants and smart technology that's in our bodies. And you'll also find that there may be two or three of them to triangulate your signal and quite likely send your data back to a fusion center through microwave towers that are multi-purpose to get your GPS so that they can keep the beam steering of uh, microwave and other delivery systems on you. Otherwise, if you want a meter and you want to see intensity levels, get a Cornet meter. Uh, there's a variety of them on Amazon from 100 and something to 200 and something. Uh, there, if you can get one that has a range that goes up to 6 gigahertz, that's the best to cover some of what you'll see. But unfortunately, the military-grade stuff is up in terahertz and picahertz range, uh, which is getting into really expensive equipment. So it becomes very much a specialty to process their their signal data and be able to discern that it is a source, let alone get back to where that is. Uh, I wanted to just fast uh, say about the lady about Brian Cawthorn. He's on yes. he's being inter yeah, you can go to Project dot net. Mm -hmm. uh, this is this site uh is run by a gentleman who used to be with an, a lady that runs uh Project Camelot. Yes, and uh, okay. He uh in my opinion what you how you defined him is exactly what I've had to do. I was targeted. I didn't have any plans on having psychotronics hit me and weapons from all over the place. Uh, all of us, a lot of us are fast assets stripped on top of it. So mm -hmm. I've done the same thing as him and copy and paste. And I tr I, at one time I tried the GoFundMe. I didn't do GoFundMe. I just had a PayPal button, but I took it down because I just uh, wasn't getting very much either. Um, you can read his entire bio over here at projectavalon.net. And according to the people that run this site, and you can look up who runs it, they've been around a long time, they find him exceptionally um, credible as testimony. Well, I, my point really was, mm -hmm. if why didn't he have those finances in place while he was working for the security company, well, knowing that he when would I, well, be targeted? I was, I was in a lawsuit where I went up against one of the top ten in Washington, D.C. Uh, I didn't have the finances by the time the CIA was done with me either. Right. Because they came, yeah, I, mean, you know, I, I had the CIA and Fort Bragg come after me. You know? Same boat. Yeah. Well, just saying, I, I by just, the time I just, done with me, I had no finances left, basically. Most of us are just hanging on to 
you know, but he I, knew he knew how the program worked from the inside. So yeah. while he was copying these files okay. and why wasn't he putting back money, knowing that they were going to strip him of finances? It's the well, first thing they didn't. do. I don't know. You'd have to go go over here and read what all they've done to him and what he's whistleblowing about. His name's Brian Coughlin. And I might add that there's a lot of big people now that are whistleblowing that are being targeted, yeah. uh, like former yeah, former NSA Karen Stewart. She had 27 yeah. and a half years. Yeah. All right, she's losing things um, as well as uh, there's a guy named Richard Lightfoot who uh, was just interviewed on Noah Free. He's high level scientist. Yes, with, uh, I heard that. Yeah, okay. he's, I, and there are, but I well, I, I, think you I want the, him. I'm just saying, I don't want throw him. The, well, I did go check. I wish he were credible. I mean, I hope he is. I find him very I, credible, just, personally. You, you know, I'm a just, lot of times. That's all I got to say. It's, that's my opinion. I'm entitled to it, like everyone yes, else. Yes, thank you. I don't thank think you for that input. I don't think you should put the bathwater out before the baby or whatever. I wouldn't. Right. I'm not writing him off. I, I hope he yeah. is credible. I Believe me, well, I hope know. he's credible. Because I know these calls that I don't go on, they knock everybody down. Out. They, you're, you know, and I'm a target, and I've been knocked down by that group as well day one. So I'm just letting you know, okay? Thank you. Yeah, Thank I you. I'll you. look up the I think here. you're right. I mean, the whistleblowers think that they're maybe immune or protected from the inside by the position later to find out that they get treated like the rest of us in the end. Uh, they probably start out thinking that they're going to be insulated by their jobs and their agencies. I get that, That's too. Yes. Yeah. Well, you probably I, I didn't think, know, you probably didn't know the, that it was going to end up so bad for him like it is for us. I didn't okay. know it was going to end up. Exactly. There, there's one guy, high-level scientist, Bol, uh, Bolin, and you can see him over there at, what is it, worse than Snowden? Or bigger, bigger than bigger Snowden. Bigger than Snowden. Snowden. Yeah, and he worked for DARPA, high, high level. Some of these guys, you read their, their, their backgrounds, wow. And um, he, when he got wind of this, he was, you know, mortified and expressed how he felt about it. Boom, he's now being tortured to death. So, I mean, you know, and, and the three aspects, I read the paperwork for targeting from the military themselves, um, the Pentagon Papers, and it clearly says uh, NORTHCOM, NORAD, NASA, all of them, that uh, one, they declared their words, they declared war on Americans, that was in 04, that came from a high level, and a senator, I might add, I can't think of his name now, he was down in the south, um, also, um, the three things, these are their three objectives. One is th to take us down emotionally, mentally, which is with the psychotronics. The second thing, now they're going to, it's a piece of cake to take us down financially, whether it's their doings or terrorizing us out of our homes, following us to our banks, or doing it themselves. And then the final stage is what we're all in, where they're just hoping you kill yourself. And a lot of this so-called V2K is chatterbox torture, so you know. And that's out of their papers. And they wanted full spectrum dominance. That's their term. I didn't yeah. make that up. And don't so, you yeah. think that, like, the events of yesterday were psychotronics, you know, getting people to pit one against against the other, yeah. you know, white against black? Yeah. I mean, that seems to be, you know, 
accelerating the violence in the community so it looks like it's their fault you know, where exactly. it could be it could be frequencies pushing it uh, exactly, but you know what yeah. my, I, my thought on that was they could just as easily have stopped it as they started it and i always wonder yeah. about these technologies is why aren't they using it to rescue children to stop child abuse to clean up crime why oh, no, are no, they no, no. These, these people I'll hate tell us. You why. Oh, these people I hate can it. tell you why. It's very simple, and it's all over the Internet and in books and publications. Um, during World War II, the Nazis basically won. We did not. And, of course, um, when uh, Eisenhower realized over. he was shaking yeah. Okay, well, anyway, so we're dealing with the CIA, and this is their time to take over, and the, the, the military Pentagon, and it... I mean, I was uh, rereading and researching again Dana Priest last night with the Washington Post, and they got over 50,000 fake names. They couldn't keep up with all the contractors and subcontractors. The CIA came after her, matter of fact. Um, She was one of the first ones, her and Mike German, I contacted. But anyway, um, everybody behind the scenes. I'm sorry, Huggy. What was that about 50,000 fake names? Oh, there's more, but they got over fifty over fifty thousand uh, fake names and fake addresses. Even in Canada, they had to cross the line, and her and Arkin found that um, they couldn't keep up after over fifty thousand. There were huh. fake and names. And those were being used for what, like fake paychecks? Contractors, subcontractors for the surveillance, and it all leads to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And last night, I watched as uh, Thomas Drake and his attorney. Uh, they were being interviewed, and there were questions coming in from the audience. And one of they were talking about asking Thomas Drake about remote neuromonitoring and um, the electronic abuse and what have you. And they, and they were talking about this technology and that it, it's being it had it gotten in the right hands, but they we've been taken over. And these are former high level NSA, and they were oh, talking yeah. about this. So, but anyway, the, what's going on behind the scenes? That the, if you get into the CIA, and, and we realize that the Rothschilds own everything, including those prisons, everything. I was reading Silent Weapons for Quiet War again last night. To, it's a little better than it was originally when I read it, and I was under psychotronics. They, they had planned this a long, 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 long time ago. Long, long. They own everything, and they are deep. What you call deep state, they are extremely deep, deep, deep caught. And all you have to do is look on the back of the dollar bill at that pyramid with the one eye on top of it. We're talking very deep a caught. Well, there. Yeah. So. What's your input on this, just, Keith? Um, I got one little um, comment on this credible thought guy <laughs> because. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not arguing with y'all. I, I love all of y'all. It's just, you know, we're always trying to get to the truth. But, you know, it's like whenever something like this happens, you know, the perps have always been in control of, mm-hmm. of releasing a little bit of information, you know, mm-hmm. like Snow. Let's release a little bit of information through this guy. Now let's use this guy to release, you know, release a little bit of information. So... I just wanted to throw that out there because it seems like it always happened. Whether it's happening, it's a computer program to do that. 
I don't know, but that just seems to be the pattern and and the uh, technology that's being used to keep things under control. Yeah. Well, why didn't he tell everything? I mean, right. why is it like stay tuned, stay tuned for part two? If you're going to whistle blow, well then, you know, go big or go home. Right. Why would you dribble no. it out? Uh, no, 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 Cochran. Oh, no, no, the, the, the Brian Cochran. Again. Oh, you know, I, I, again, you know, I'm, you said he didn't give much information. I'm looking at tons of it over here at Project Avalon. Tons uh, of I'll it. I'll go. I'm going to go look at that. Um, I yeah, just wondered why he didn't, on his recordings, say, you know, he said, "Stay tuned for part two. Uh-huh. You know, and I thought, did one come out yet? Well, I, I just think it's a shame to put somebody down before you actually research. I'm them. not. I'm not putting yeah. him down. What I'm saying is, I'm trying to discern the credibility of this individual because oh, okay. so many perps in the past have yeah. done that, dribbled out the right. information, eked it out, and it's almost like a diversion. Exactly. It's almost like make them look right. over here so they don't see what's going on over right. here. Everybody's well, going to be talking. Amazon is is in fact part of this. So is uh, Google, which is DARPA. So you know. Google is DARPA. Uh, yeah. like uh-huh. Oh yes, it is. Oh, good, DARPA. Yeah. Uh-huh. DARPA. Just like you know, um, I have Google a, in my uh, basement military, at my house. There was an old military base that was bought around Green Banks, West Virginia, about a half an hour away from Green Banks, and half of it is CIA, and the other half is Google. I believe it. The yeah. Oh, it's like a big city, military yep. city. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, they had people there's in, a strong in Google discussion about California. Uh, Robert yeah. Duncan makes a comment a couple places about Cal. He'd like to he, he'd like to take everybody in California and get them away from them over there, whoever them are. I agree. Uh-huh. There's a lot of dis- discontent going on in Google right now, isn't there? I mean. Someone just had to, was forced out, one of the top guys, and there's all mm-hmm. kinds of lawsuits within their own company. Now, you know what's oh. interesting about this Cafron guy is he said he put all his backup with Google. And I thought, uh-huh. everybody knows Google's in the government back pocket. Why would he do that? There you go. <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh, you know, it goes to show a lot of highly intelligent people don't have, you know, they just don't research like they should, and they, we're only human. We're all only human. I don't care what kind of degree you got. Right. Well, look how uh, long, how long we've been researching. I mean, he just, he just yeah. got hit with this, you know. Really, that's sad. I hope uh, he, I hope he's legit. I mean, his voice is incredible. If he's an actor, he's damn good. Well, anybody that I've seen is legit and ready to maybe having to go to jail over this crap and then they're trying to make a deal, a plea deal of some type and they're going to talk a little bit suddenly ends up dead. Well, he put well, down on his second one where they said they were going to dump his body if he keeps going. He described uh, it in Castle Rock, Colorado. They, that what, sounds like that's what, what happened to me. To I don't Kim, hear. Remember that chemtrail oh. guy who was involved in um, formulating that program? Pardon the pun. Um, somewhere out in the Midwest, I guess. I guess at uh, that Ohio bases. I know they have a big program there, that Air Force base. But anyway, so he's getting older, and he takes that train to D.C. on some important mission to expose this. And then they 
found his body in a dumpster the next morning. He, that was in the news about two or three years ago. He was gonna. He was just gonna uh, confess to you know what was going on with the chemtrail program and how it was involved in the geoengineered mind control and everything. Because he started it. He helped start it. Nobody remembers that. Well, anyway, that's what happened, and they knocked him off. They threatened me. They got me out on a big, long pier. I was standing there, and uh, there, it was at a moose club. They had just opened, and nobody was there, and uh, I just became a member. It was right after I buried my husband and was heading in for a big lawsuit against them, and uh, they came down the pier, and he threatened he threatened that I, to drown me. They were going to find mm. me floating in the water if I continued, and I said... Uh, if I go down, you're going down with me. I mean, that was my husband. I knew him from the time I was five. So, uh, and you know, and I look where I ended up. So I'm just saying it's possible. So, anyway. Well, it all sounds rather despondent, depressing, and it is. But that's the links these, these people go to because they, they've got, like, millions of dollars invested in this program to try to make people sick, get them run to the doctor at the end of the month, and they, then they start their chemtrail spraying program right at about two days before the end of the month. And they're in, that's what, this is what they're into, you know, this fraud stuff, and and this uh, technology is a big part of their program. And evidently, they go to extreme lengths to keep it intact. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter. Then well, what the what the cost? And then they start the foreign war thing, like you know, oh let's start this diversion over here with North Korea. You know, it seems like every time we as victims get close to exposing this crap, suddenly there's some kind of debate with a foreign nation, and they plaster that all over the news. You know, well, and, uh, you know, that's so funny you bring up North Korea because remember back in the '80s, Ronald Reagan's Star Wars program. I mean, we have a very sophisticated ballistic missile defense system. Is it yeah. broken? You know what? You know, nobody's talking about that, and I'm thinking, why is this even an issue? We could stop those missiles before they even take off. Oh, I think they already have um, several. And I, I just don't. Yeah, they end up crashing into the ocean, and I, I so it's a, it, right. It's a ploy. It's another diversion when they can take out the controls, and uh, I think that was evidenced about three months ago when their missiles blew up in midair, and they couldn't figure out why. So right, I it's another diversion. It's another ploy to you know keep. Well, the attention they want some of them want wars because they make a lot of money selling equipment. You know, they. And they sell aircraft and bombs and territory. And so this is not even a contest for them. It's just a matter of making something happen that will get people rallied behind the cause, you know, patriotism and everything. Um, But it's probably a cover for something else. Yeah, I like that big uproar in Charlottesville over the weekend. I don't know if you all heard about that where 500 people were in well, right. That was my point. This technology, you know, the if it can be used to incite somebody to violence, it can also be used to uh, quell somebody's aggression. And 
you know, that's demonstrable by some of the scientific evidence we have. And in fact, they actually used some of it in prisons to keep the prisoners, you know, quiet and calm. So I I just, I, I don't know why they would, if you have this technology, and why don't you stop that? Instead of starting, because they're full of hate. That's what. That's well, you know, it, <laughs> I don't. I, you know, here's my my thing is like, why none of them seem very happy? They don't seem like happy people. You know what I mean? They just seem all kind of sour. Uh-huh. And they I can't think, be happy. They're they're in bondage to. They're being blackmailed in all likelihood to do this crap because they're being threatened with a a prison sentence. So no, they're. But not you know, happy. enough of them just say no. I, and I liked, I don't know who had the idea last night, but I loved this idea, like a national whistleblower day, like set up a day yeah, for amnesty. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, like a like national that. whistleblower day where if enough people came forward, there would be protection in numbers, in the numbers alone, and let these people have a way out. Well, not too far off the subject, but while I'm going here, I employed another protest last week when I sent the Power Company's magazine back. You know, how they send, send you one regardless if you want it or not. <laughs> and they always, like Neil says, depict electricity as being such a wonderful thing, you know. And I just let them have it in a note. I said, don't send me this magazine no more when smart meters are killing people and this electromagnetic fields are causing confusion, blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyway, so I'm going to leave on that note. But uh, y'all have a great night. Uh, God bless you. Good night, Ken. Ken. (laughs) I liked his protest. Good. So what do you think about... Oh, never mind. What do you think about the national, uh, like a... National Whistleblower Amnesty Day for people that are within these programs and trapped within perpdom, I guess, to have a chance to come forward and tell their story and have safety in numbers. Well, it's certainly not a bad idea. I mean, we we have to push things forward because we understand the motives. And if you consider some documentation saying that the first implants were happening in the 1930s, and it shows that there was a a motive to manipulate people so when organized crime networks could buy into these digital networks that can affect people in a variety of ways to manipulate the outcome so that they profit from it and suck the life out of everybody on the planet, That's, that's really what is happening. And it's not so subtle to us, but it is to a lot of people that may never know. I mean, uh, I know a lady who woke up in her beautiful house in the Santa Cruz Mountains on some property. Uh, She worked really, really hard as a seamstress to make her mortgage payment. And she woke up one night with a feeling of somebody on top of her. And she was freaked out, and she thought it was a ghost. And she sold the house. Uh, just people that showed up rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And knowing, knowing the things that I know now, I'd say that's certainly a way to do real estate. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I think somebody was close and actually did lay on top of her, and, of course, it freaked her out. She never slept in her bedroom again. Uh, and I, you know, told her, I said, here I am years later. This happened 15 years ago. And I'm telling you, I think technology was used to get your house and to get it under market value because it had appreciated quite a bit in the time that, you know, that she was in it. So there's so many ways that this is being used. Stealing companies from people after it's grown and become a success. And it's, you know, it was said after Hitler's war uh, to not do things so blatant, to do them slower and quieter. So everything's on the sly, but it's not so sly to us anymore. So a lot of people coming forward enough to paint the picture of what really is happening uh, would open the eyes of a lot of people and probably bring bring a lot of people out of the woodwork that would actually say, whoa, you know, based on things I learned here, I'd say this is how this was applied to me and how they profited from it. Right. I think hindsight's definitely twenty twenty, and a lot of people need their eyes opened. They need a vision adjustment. I'm just, you know, I'm of the opinion that there's only so much the TI community is going to be able to accomplish because because of what's being done to us and that the real solution lies within the companies and the perpetrators themselves and the people that may be caught up in that system that are afraid and want a way out but don't have the education or maybe the courage to step forward knowing that could happen to them and their families what they're doing to others. So, I mean, I really think the solution has to come from inside the perpetrator community, whether that be CIA, NSA, FBI, you know, yeah. Lockheed Martin. And, and I think that, you know, a, a good... Allowing people to save faith is always beneficial in the long run, whether, I, I mean, horrific things have been perpetrated against me and my family. So I'm not in any way excusing these people's actions. What I'm saying is it's just going to continue unless these people have um, a release valve, a way out and a way out to save faith because nobody's going to own up to this. They know what they've done. Do you know what I mean? So all us yelling and presenting all this evidence and all this science um, hasn't accomplished much thus far. And that's only because we can only take it so far until the perpetrators and the whistleblowers do come forward. So I really, I don't know who had that idea last night, but I thought it was just a brilliant idea. A national, you know, they have amnesty day at the police station where criminals can turn in their guns or their pills or whatever and right. no questions asked. I, and it's brilliant because it's very successful. So are you assuming no are you assuming in your statement that most of the perps don't want to be perps? Because I don't know if I agree with that. I don't I, I don't I don't know. I actually do not know. I do know that I have seen people around me personally in my experience drop out and disappear because they realized 
that what the stories they had been told, like the community policing and the InfraGuard, the stories they had been told could not be true. It could not possibly be true. Anybody observing me for a, a period of months or years at this point, they would have to know if they had half a brain that what they'd been told was not true. It was just so outrageously untrue. So, I, I mean, I think people are in the, within the program are lied to and they are manipulated themselves. And I think a lot of them get so far in when they wake up and realize that, oh, uh-oh, what is this really? You know, community policing seems like an okay idea if, you know, we all want to live in a safe neighborhood and we all want the best for our kids and, you know, we don't want the sex offenders living here and whatever. And, you know, I I don't think you should spy on your neighbors, obviously, but it's just maybe they got in for a good reason, for a noble reason, and once they were so far in, they realized what it was. Like like this Brian Kaufman guy, you know, at some on some level I and because I have a degree in psychology and I've had a lot of experience with psychopaths, um, once you realize what the psychopath is doing, it's usually too late. They're so far ahead of you in planning and they're very good at at um judging people's character and and very good at lying. Oh, they're so good. Very good. Look and predicting they predict your reactions before you even know you're going to have that reaction. So, you know, there's so many steps ahead of you that once you realize what they've been up to and what they've done and what they are doing, it's too late. So that's what makes me question anybody that wants to now dribble out some information. I hope this guy is legitimate. I hope with all my heart he's legitimate because I've been praying for somebody like him, somebody to have some courage and grow a conscience and step out and say, I can't do this anymore. But I want to know what the catalyst was for that, A, on him, and B, you know, if they have the technology that he is saying that they have, and, you know, there are patents on it, and there's plenty of evidence to, to suggest what he's saying is absolutely true. Um, why didn't they use it against him to keep him and prevent him from coming forward? Does it not work on everyone? I mean, there's just so many questions I have personally. So, I mean, I don't know. I just think that back to the national whistleblowing day, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a wonderful idea give these people an opportunity to get out of the program in a very safe way. I don't think there is a safe way to get out of the program. If we can't get out of the program, they can't get out of the program. We can't get out of the program because they are perpetrating the program. So the way to stop them perpetrating the program is give them a way to not be on that side of the equation. Because right, but, but they would be perped. They would be perped. I mean, I'm being I'm being killed simply because I I found or I ran into a group. That's why I, I'm on a I'm on a vengeance kill, a choreographed kill, just for that reason. Because I had psychic abilities that could spot them. That's the only reason I'm being killed. 
And I'm the only reason I'm being burped. I know who my burps are. But the only reason. And to make it worse, the head perp's girlfriend is somebody that I know, and he's and she's actually a TI and doesn't know it. He has her children and her grandchildren, TIs. So that's how sick they are. That's the psychopath whose girlfriend, her children, and grandchildren are actually TIs. He actually perps his own family. That's how sick some of these people are. That's very, very sick to perp your own family. Yeah, it is sick. I I absolutely agree. That's how I, found I absolutely them. agree. So if anybody well, and, likes and they were they targeted, are. they were targeted before they became purse because they're in a mind control program that's so deep that they can't get out, and they think it's because they're going to be in control. But that's a big part of that control over them. They right. Think yeah. They they were perped, they were injected, they were pumped up, they were chemmed, they were programmed way before they were put out in the field. Yep. I mean, that's how they're prepped for the, all of that. So that they right. think they're doing some kind of job and they're going to be victors and they're great and everything. But that's all part of the chant that is, that is their program. It's a chant right. to keep them high and on. Um, on this work, that they can get a rush out of it. They're programmed for that. So you have to remember, if they signed up for any one of the agencies, you know, they had all the vaccinations, all the nano chipping, all of that before they even went out to do any of the work. Yeah. Right. Then they get, you know, then they get pulled in by these skull, you know, secret cult rituals you know, really gross stuff that I don't want to go into. Um, they get, you know, they get distorted and perverted as part of their kind of social interaction. And they get um, they get addicted to that rush. And then there's social pressure. If they want to try to move out of it, if they develop a conscience, it comes down on them harder because yeah. they've got to stay in. Then their lives get threatened, their families get threatened. They they get very little choice if they want to get out, uh, knowing what happens to people who do. That's why I think it is a good idea to maybe facilitate a whistleblower day where they wouldn't be standing alone. They would be standing, you know, shoulder to shoulder with not just us, but with their fellow perps, because they can't, they, they well, just... Well, that might happen, but it would have to happen after a major victory over the system. If you have a whistleblower day ahead of time, it'll just get ruined. But if there's already a victory over the military-industrial complex, then they can celebrate, you know, yeah, you know, have a parade. You know, that's a good point. You make a very good point there. Yeah, it's all a matter of timing, and we're not there yet. Okay, I'd like to throw out something I've been thinking about just to change the subject a little bit. I've been thinking about computers, and, you know, supposedly many of us are hooked up to computers. And computers have a way of analyzing the way we think, supposedly, 
after a while, you know, after we're all neuro-programmed and everything like that. And I'm get, I, I don't have this all thought out, so I might skip around a bit. And I know in the beginning when I started getting targeted, I was highly intuitive, and I kind of stopped trusting that a bit after learning that they can read your mind and this and that, and knowing that at night I was being influenced while I was sleeping. But then I started thinking, because I kind of let go of my intuition. And I've talked to a lot of people that say, you can't live on your intuition as a per, or as a target. You have to think logical. But then I started thinking, if these computers are set up with logical thinking, we're probably better off by maneuvering our lives via our intuition. Because a lot of times intuition isn't logical. It's intuition. It thinks out of the box. Am I making sense? Or creativity. Yeah, and, and they creativity. You, yeah, you interfere can. because they're all set up with the logic, the way of thinking. If she does this, then she's done this before. If she does this, then she'll do this. But if you're thinking intuitively in a moment and moving by intuition, they wouldn't be able to do that because it doesn't follow a path. Do you understand what I'm saying? What does anybody think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, not only intuition, but all the right brain functions, which include creativity, music, art, holistic thinking, all of that. And a lot of us in this community are already, we're already creative people before. We are, we are. But a lot of people I know, I I had a friend that said, I don't trust my, I said, go by your gut. She goes, I don't trust my gut anymore. And I know what she's saying, but I think that's kind of what we have to do. So in psychology, in psychology, what we tell people is the worst thing you can do to another human being is make them doubt their intuition. Because they do that. Intu- and your intuition is there to protect you. It's an evolutionary aspect of human beings. So your intuition is almost a seventh, six, I, I'm counting, okay, I'm counting balance as the sixth sense, and so I would say intuition would be your seventh sense. Um, It's just this knowing that you're picking up on this, and I believe it's your electromagnetic field. It's information coming in through your bio field that protects you and keeps you alive. If your intuition tells you don't go that way, go this way, then there's something in our atmosphere that is protecting us, and we all have an intuition. I mean, you're absolutely right. We all know what the intuition is. What I'm saying is when I say to somebody, I'm going by my gut, they will say to me, I have a few TI friends that say this all the time, how do you know it's not them? How do you know that feeling isn't them? And so I always say I trust my intuition. I I mean, I say that a lot. I have to go back. I trust my intuition. I was thinking in terms of of the computer aspect because I think set up to follow logic, our logic. That's how they probably got us set up with the computer. I could be wrong. Somebody speak up if I'm wrong. I don't know. I think 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 they may be testing they may be testing human intuition because like you said many of the TIs are very creative and that's an intangible um Humor is another intangible that is non-locatable within the brain. You can't simulate humor. So I think that's 
some of the things that they absolutely are researching, like where does intuition come from? Where does consciousness come from? Where does humor come from? I think the perps really want to wipe out intuition. Of course they I don't do. think they're trying to wipe it out. I think they're trying to discern where it's coming from, how people I think have intuition. to destroy our intuition. I, I, what do you think, Neil? Well, I mean, of course, it's obvious that their motives are to be able to manipulate and control and steal everything, the whole damn planet, and leave 500 million people here with a chip in them that are completely controllable. So, I mean, you know... Oh, and, and to be controllable, you have to, how do I put this, do, do the whole logical. You know, if they do this, then we will make them do that. If they do this, then we will make them do that. But you can turn around and go by your intuition of what to do in the moment, and they have failed to control you in that well, moment. true. It's said that they're still trying to figure out 10% of the people that they can't completely control. But I also observed over a period of years that, people that called themselves channels of some divine angel or some usable information, that over the long haul, their information turned out to not be beneficial or empowering for people. Exactly. I agree with that, Annalyn. If you are intuitive, then obviously, you know, we're constantly testing that. If you... I just got a gut feeling to turn left even though the instructions say right. If you end up down a dead-end road, then you're like, okay, how did you feel when that thought came into your head and and hopefully gain enough discernment? Uh, Because it's a really awful feeling to be cheated out of your intuition not being active. Really is. Then you couldn't be accurate. Then you couldn't uh, trust it. And they want us to feel that way, you know. Exactly. Sure they re- I think this is huge. I think they really want us to not trust our intuition. Or yeah, but what I found is that my intuition is getting stronger because um, every time they try to dismay, you know, or or distract from it, I know that I'm on the right path because I know that they're trying to work against a certain path. That makes me get stronger on that road. You know, you should. Um, actually, I feel like, uh, I feel like she has a point. I feel like, uh, spontaneity, um, spontaneity is one of the things that, uh, that, 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 um, that is a way to, like, confuse the, uh, the perps, you know? Exactly. You're right. Good. Um, with that said, um, spontaneity really hasn't helped that much with me, personally. Oh, no. In a little he trouble says, hearing you? Somebody has background noise? Yeah, there's some noise in the background. With that said, I, I don't think uh, spontaneity has helped that much with me personally. Also, going back to the previous point, there is a, there's a wonderful video on YouTube called uh, When Will Targeting, When Will Game Talking End? Uh, targeting at the End. Um, I, it really ties in well with all the time. And yeah, yeah, you know, right it's kind of like who that is. Sorry, wrong one. I'm searching. Yeah, Keep all going. this stuff going on. I'm, You're being I'm not being sarcastic. I'm trying to give you an example. I didn't just get this way. Boom! All of a sudden. No. Hey. Hey. Yeah, they're probably 
not at their phone. They were waiting to be unmuted, and I forgot which one it was. <laughs> well, I was. That's not me. Can you yes, go back? To, you. Let's go back to that. Co- that topic was really good about dominating oh. and how to break the system. Um, it's a good topic. Hello. There, there's a very good uh, video on YouTube called uh, "Game Talk." Uh, when will game talking end by targeting must end? And uh, that ties in very well with your National Amnesty Day. You know what's good, though? I mean, say I'll look that there up. are some areas of your life where you can try some different routes that were different than your usual. You know, anything that you do routinely, it's going to give them uh, predictability, right? right? So, like, if you always go and buy a certain kind of ice cream at a certain kind of store, then go to a different store and get a different flavor, you know, that kind of thing. Um, otherwise, they're, you know, they find you too predictable and easy to target you, you know. They know where you're going. They know what they know where to send people, all that kind of stuff. You know, the lady that brought up um, um, giving the, the the people that are doing the targeting a day to come out and, you know, like we won't go after them if they all come out at one time because they probably are afraid to come out. Um, yeah. That was Cece that, that uh, I don't know who, who the woman was talking here tonight about it. Um, I'm Melissa. Uh, hi, Melissa. Your name sounds hi. so familiar and I don't know who you are. But you sound so I was on the yeah, I was on the call last night. Yeah, I know, but but I, but I you sounded familiar last night. I couldn't anyway. Um, uh, I, that was CC, and I thought it was brilliant too. That was just a brilliant idea. If we could get together that kind of, um, you know, we we could get the message to them and tell them, hey, we won't go after you. All you need to do is come on out, you know, and you'll be safe. Right. Well, my question to that is, who is going to protect them at this point? Well, we're not going to go after them. If we don't go after them, they can at least feel safe about that. And I don't know. Maybe we could work something out with some. I don't know. But There's strength in numbers. Legal protection. Exactly. Maybe some kind of legal document that says they can join peacefully and you know say what they need to say. We won't. We will not um, be aggressive with them if they do that. We will. We will help them. Um, well, and wasn't was saying last night? What makes someone do that to a complete stranger in oh, the first place? Right. That's a good question. Yeah, we've been they end up for years. enjoying the, doing the torture. What did he say? They're drunk and they're uh, they drink all day and they're game high. all day, and uh, you know they enjoy the torture, get some power, and these people are you know the ones who are doing it are kind of low life. There's another There's another series. There's a series of five, which I listened to, and a series of four, which I listened to. And at one point, I think in the third of the fourth, they talk, he talks about what they do with the homeless. They, they take them to the Department of Homeless, you know, safety, the DESC or something. And they, oh, what they do, they put them on buses. Then they take all their ID and money and put them on the road for, for 24 hours with no food or water. Then they pick them up and throw them. It's just dreadful. So by the time they get to the shelter, they're, they're puppies. They'll do anything, you know. They're so they're totally broken. And then um, he ends it with, but, you know, what every one of these people want is a dream of dreams is going to 157 Roy Street, I think. 
which is like mm-hmm. the shelter of shelters. And then I thought it was gonna he was gonna go on about that in the next one, but right. he didn't. But I'm really curious to know about that one. And that's the one he says well, you guys who live in the area should go to and ask. He mentions names and everything. I think he's legit. And if even if he isn't, I think he gives so much info. And as long as you get value, he's valuable. You know, and the point is that they have to protect themselves against the government, yeah. uh, not against us. I, I don't yeah, think we're, we're going to go right. after whistleblowers, you know. My problem was, too, wasn't he pretty negative? The thing that bothered me about him is that he was scary. He was scary. I mean, I, yeah, you know, he was, I, and I think he's scared, and they threatened his wife, too, and, and I think he's in hiding, and he has re- pre-recorded all those, and he's uh, downloaded all of them to his Google file, and uh, so he's just playing these recordings. They're already done. Yeah. I, I just want to say one thing. I want to respond to what Barbara said about intuition. I think that's a brilliant point, Barbara, because, if, I mean, the intuition is less, they can't determine what, what we're going to be doing if we if we don't go with logic, we go with intuition instead, which I think intuition is our best friend. Yeah, you know, I we, said that they don't know how to program intuition in yeah. the computer. And humor, too, which, are, which Melissa said. They can't right. yeah. humor, they can't... De- wow, no wonder, no wonder we all need to laugh. <laughs> yeah. you, do, you really do need to laugh. Yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, that's a big it, argument. Yeah, it does break up the entrainment, laughing. Yeah. I've yeah. got a terrible joke, but I won't tell it. I mean, you may laugh, but it's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> it's embarrassing, it's so bad, so I'm not going to embarrass myself anymore. Well, the reason I went with that is because I myself dropped my intuition, having been influenced yeah. by a lot of people that said, you yeah. can't tell the difference between your intuition and their voice. And I believed them. And I let go of it. And then I just started yeah. thinking. That yeah, but your intuition usually does not come at you as a voice. It comes to you as a, as a, it comes as a, as a hit somewhere, well, somewhere a thought, thought or without words. And you get a you. feeling about a person or you get... I was at an ATM and I said, and my card got stuck. I said, take your card and walk away. And I said, Father, please tell me what to do because this guy was behind me and I said I'd give him some money. And then it got stuck two more times. I should have taken the card and walked away. And I didn't. I got the money. And let's not go there. But yeah, it turns, this is before I knew I was targeted. But but the point is, it comes as a a zing in your heart or something, intuition. And it comes when you're not at or it usually, it comes like, you know, just before you go to bed or. <laughs> you yeah. can hear all those things out. I can oh, never, I, I get all jealous. These people say, just ask the question before you go to bed and you'll wake up with the answer. Well, I wish <laughs> I was that good. But I will ask the question and three days later while I'm peeing or something, <laughs> I'll get the answer. <laughs> but I never get it to ask the question. <laughs> Yeah, but some creative geniuses um, got some of the most brilliant ideas when they weren't trying. Uh-oh. They weren't in the lab. And they w- Stein. Yeah. Einstein was one of them, evidently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I get my best ideas when I'm washing the dishes or washing my hair and thinking of something else, and it's like, that's when I get my answers. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that what you Vac- mean? Vacuum- vacuuming is good, too. <laughs> yeah. Because you're, it clears your mind. If yeah, you're not, you're really, looking at that, yeah, it just clears all the so conditions out of I, your mind. <laughs> yeah. 
They they are doing a lot of testing about that. They are doing a lot of testing about intuition and what parts of the brain and what parts of your nervous system, what parts of your body. I mean, they've done extensive testing with me that way because I had really, I had I had really advanced. Let's say advanced intuition and psychic skills, and they mapped out. They made me do the same kind of. Could I tell if this person's a criminal in camouflage? Is this person using a weapon? I mean, I've been through like months and months of mapping out how my intuition works. So they're trying to figure out if your heart's involved, your your brain's involved, what's all involved, and uh, and and they they want control of that. They want control of that. They do. And then how they can they get it. How they I can don't feel they're going to get it. I don't feel it's possible to get it. I don't. Oh, you're it. wrong. You're wrong, Barbara. You're wrong. I, well, so far they haven't I'm gotten money. I am being experimented on. I'm Ooh. being experimented on. They have equipment hooked up to every part of your body, every part of your nervous system, every part of your brain, and they make you do the same exercise over and over hundreds of times. And they map it out on their screen. What I what feel about intuition. intuition comes from somewhere else. I don't know where. But I don't they think it's they can consider. be measured. I don't think it's coming no, from... No, they're, they're, me- they're measuring the receptivity in your body. They're measuring the receptivity that's to outside, outside information. That's, that's what they're measuring. Measure. But I don't think they're going to figure out how it works, where it comes from. Well, maybe not where it comes that's from, but where you receive it. Where you receive it. They're looking for yeah. receptors. And, yeah, I'm sure they, they can. Yeah, they want to break sure the connection. They can do They're hurting our pineal glands on purpose to right, break exactly. our connection. Yeah. Um, I mean, because yeah. I, I was... Can I... They're measuring oh. our energy fields, too, like the way Karelian photography shows energy bioelectric fields around us, and they're also right. watching that. Well, actually, I think that they're influenced because I just got my Korean photography done, and I've had it done in the past. I know what I'm supposed to look like, and I'm I'm a violet, and I have, I'm blue, but I'm my field should be a violet. I'm a red. I, I've downgraded from being a violet to a red, totally red, only red. But I'll tell you why. I think one of the major things they influence is our auric field. Right. I'll tell you why you're red. You're red because, you're red because oh. of the infrared electromagnetic spectrum right. is in right. the red zone. That's right. why yeah. you're red okay. because right. you're it's seeing that. Yeah. Because I'm a TI right. Right. Yeah. Well, if I well, wasn't um, a... To what extent do you guys believe in the metaphysical stuff? What's that? Uh, TV or something in the background. Well, to, uh, to what extent do you guys believe in the metaphysical stuff? Well, the metaphysical stuff is actually the core of our existence. So, But that's proven. The, elect- the field around the body has been proven. Put it this way, okay? Being somebody who's done hands-on healing or what they call Reiki for 16 years, uh, I found myself without any specific training holding my hand about two inches above a person's body, and I could scan them because that's where the core of the energy of disease actually starts is in your energy field. Well, the, lady, the lady was laying there, and I kept scanning over her stomach area and stopping because my hand got so hot there. Well, she opened up her eyes, and she said, I don't believe how accurate this is. 
I had six inches of my small intestine taken out right where your hand is. They've measured the energy coming from healers' hands. I mean, there's scientific studies on this. Yeah, it it really is. I mean, where our power is, just as I was uh, telling the 24-year-old guy earlier, is in, you know, realizing our power of manifestation, but actually getting to the core. Believe me, it was no mistake that they burned the ancient mystery schools and killed the people and burned the books because they didn't want us to have that information. And a lot of that information is sitting locked up in the underground Vatican library. I saw that that before you said it, Neil. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. We're, in sync. We're in sync tonight. Um, is yeah, that background so, noise? Is someone crying back but, there? Like, you guys are talking about like magic stuff, right? Can you speak up a little? Uh, you guys are talking about like magic stuff, right? No, yeah. this is not magic. Magic wouldn't be an appropriate word for yeah. as I the, the core of your existence. So if you go look up uh, how to heal your pineal gland on YouTube, you'll find quite a bit of information, and you'll find that they're microwaving our pineal glands, not just to stop glandular function so we die, but to cut off our connection to something more. So... You know, 60 years of life, where is the proof? I went through a lot of the the BS of the New Age religion and looked around at a variety of religions for where is my real connection to this thing that they call God or the representative of love. And, you know, I just had to go home and shut up and get a connection, and then I, I started having angelic beings talking to me and giving me uh, good guidance. Uh, so my uh, discernment, what do you mean by like back background noise here? If you're uh, not involved in the call, would you please hit star six? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm sorry. I've uh, been yeah, trying to say, just say the least little thing, um, and I don't want to interrupt, but then I probably won't say anything here all night. Well, yeah, no, I want to make sure you do get to say something, so go ahead. Okay. I'm under serious, serious uh, mind control, and I'm sleeping my eyes away, basically. I can't get up to go places I need to go. Uh, I sure couldn't hold down a job the way this is, and it's starting to really scare me. I, I didn't know what mind control was before I came to Oregon, and... It's just gradually, it feels like it's just taken my life over. I don't are know you, what to do. Are you having mood swings? Do you go from anger to tears? Do you feel uh, tired? Do you feel exhausted? Well, yeah, I, not today, but, yeah, a lot of the time I feel really exhausted. I mean, they're really working on my health, as I think a lot of people have heard. Uh, but, um, you know... I'm living with somebody that's mind-controlled, and so it's like it's like world war. Well, it, it is. I mean, this is why we built a frequency generator. Uh, this is two years of R&D research to come up with something more than the Schumann resonance of 7.83 and to 
you know, think about what would nature do. The earth isn't resonating at 7.83 anymore. Uh, 13.2 was one number I heard here in the U.S., and I heard 100 hertz. So 7.83 kept us centered, gave us a, a sense of well-being. But I, because of, uh, what, 20, 15 years of using a Rife machine to get rid of pathogens when I got Lyme disease, I ended up running across some therapeutic lists of frequencies. And so I talked with uh, some engineer and tech people and said, this is what I want to be able to build. And so the first unit that I made as a prototype uh, I used for four years, and the first uh, noticeable benefit was that I was remembering my dreams again and that I didn't wake up in a bad mood ever. And we, oh. had, to, we had to be very careful to not plug into house power because they're superimposing harmful, extremely low frequencies through the neutral and ground of our power systems, which is why I tell people, if you want to listen to what Dwight says and plug yourself into a ground strap into the third prong of your power, you know, that's fine if you're going to do it for 15 minutes, but please don't do it overnight because you're directly hooking yourself up to it. Mm -hmm. So what our frequency generator was designed to do was in the realization of why do people love music so much? It's all the uh, all the variety of the notes and how they're put together. Why does a plant that listens to classical music thrive and a plant that listens to heavy metal or all that other hardcore thrash stuff, why does it die? Okay, so uh -huh. there's an experiment that shows it. So what we came up with was 35 therapeutic frequencies for a daytime circuit. One frequency gently goes into the next frequency. Then you hit a micro switch on the bottom a couple times, and it changes over to night mode, which runs you through the natural frequency ranges of what you're supposed to go through uh, to go to sleep, to get the rest and rejuvenation and body cleansing processes that happen. Where, where we're headed to now... Uh, the signal processor that we're using is so small but so capable that the unit is smaller than a pack of cigarettes. Uh, what we're headed to and capable of now is to be able to program frequencies for particular therapeutic purposes for people. So if May somebody... I interrupt you for yeah, just one moment? Sure. I wrote a patent. I'm patent pending for this technology right now. I put it in an app. Did you? I did because when I was, <laughs> this is funny, when I was really at my sickest, I, I can't even believe you're saying this right now. Um, when I was at my sickest, I, you know, wasn't getting adequate medical care. I was spasming. I couldn't walk. So I changed my diet. I went all organic. I started to exercise. I started to do um Tai Chi and started to, you know, breathe, do the ohms and ohms. And then I broke my toe while I was doing ballet. 
And I thought, well, there's got to be a natural cure for this. So I started doing some research, and what I ran across was remarkable. And I did more and more research, and I wrote a 17-page patent and submitted it as a provisional. And then um, last in January, I submitted the final patent, and there was no prior art. There was nothing like it. And, you know, it's just, a, it was really more of a discovery, but I thought, why hasn't anybody put this in an app? So I did, and I've had beta testers, and it works remarkably, and you only have to use it for five or ten minutes, and it cures so many things. I can't even believe you just said that. I, I, I just cannot even believe you just said that. I I am stunned. I'm absolutely stunned. And I've been trying to get this off the ground. And, you know, as a TI, you you can imagine how difficult that was. And then when I realized that they had been in all of my intellectual property, they had, you know, basically stolen my patent. There's two – there is a bodysuit because I wrote in the patent, this can be incorporated into clothing and accessories, and it can be used to grow plants faster. Um, there's an erectile dysfunction clinic here in Oklahoma that is now using it as of March of this year in their erectile dysfunction. And there's uh, on Indiegogo a suit called Antelope that has the same technology. And I thought, you know, they have sidelined me. I did all the research. I wrote the patent. I I set up a business. You know, I did all the right things. And then I got sick again, really sick. And they've sidelined me for, I guess, long enough for them to steal it and market it. I couldn't believe it because I thought, oh, this is my way out. That's right. It's happening a lot. This is my way out. This is, you know, the answer to the financial woes because, you know, they do such horrible things. Uh, How much does that call your program? Does it have a name, and can we, like, help with that somehow? Or can you send well, us a link? Well, you know, I was just looking at, I finally felt good enough to, you okay. know, start my crowdfunding and go with go with okay. um, the advertising and all of that, but I'm trying to do it all by myself with no money. And I thought, you know, I wonder, I wonder if, you know, I don't know how I was going to get it to market. I really don't. I cannot believe you just said that. That is absolutely, you are on, you know, I'm going to say you're on target. Did you write a patent? <laughs> are you patent pending? Well, I mean, because, yeah. because, Do you have uh, an act available? I have it in it. And how do we find out about it? Well, I, the only people that have beta tested it have been people around me, like my son and his friends. It does take, it takes away pain. It, it made my son significantly faster at cross country. I mean, he broke school records. It was incredible. All the kids did that used it. Um, It has helped me tremendously, but it's, I don't have it, um, where I could send you a copy of the app, and that's what the crowdfunding was for to do. And I don't have that up yet either. But it's called Octave 8, O-C-T-A-V, the number 8, because it's healing Octave 8, a healing at a higher level. So I had several different ones, like Neil was saying. There's one called um, Accelerate. 
alleviate and elevate. So it it really does work, and it's amazing. It's so amazing. And then after a while, I thought, you know, I'm just going to give this away. There's no reason for me to sit back and think that they're going to let me run a company. There's no reason to think they're not going to swoop in and just steal this. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give it away. I'm going to find me a coder or I'm going to learn to code, and I'm just going to make the app and give it away. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, is it a frequency, like a sound? Is that what you're saying? So can you yes. make it into an MP3 or an MP4 file where you can, you know, yes. download? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, that's exactly right. That sounds like a simple way to do it. Maybe you could still just get like, you know, 10 or $20 a copy. So it's not like just... uh, I wasn't even going to sell it for that much. I mean, I was going to sell it for like $1.99 on the App Store. Sounds good. (laughs) I'll try it. (laughs) That's good because that makes it available for a lot of people. Um, our, right. unit, our unit has a night circuit, and as I was saying, I have a really extensive list of therapeutic frequencies, and so people that are having sleep deprivation or sleeping all the time or anxiety or mood swings or apathy, uh, there's 639 programmable parameter lines in the software programming of these units. They're about the size of a, well, smaller than the size of a pack of cigarettes. We've uh, put a flat pancake template-type coil inside it, but we've put uh, mu metal as a shield on the back side of it. So when you wear it on your body, you're not getting EMF exposure, which you don't need any more of. Uh, so right. the more the more people that buy them, um, I'm going to provide a list of therapeutic frequencies. They can pick out the ones that they want for the daytime circuit. And, you know, the funny thing, what I've noticed about it that's big for me is uh, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a social butterfly. I get along with all kinds of people. And I noticed through the last 10 or 15 years uh, it being harder to interact with people and have friendly conversations. So I put this on and went to Walmart, which is a hellhole for TIs, and people right. were smiling and saying hi. And I kept looking. I was like, what is it, the shirt I'm wearing or what? I think it was breaking this repelling field that they put around me. Does it run on batteries, Neil? It, it recharges a rechargeable battery inside of it through a USB port on your computer. Uh-oh, if you don't have a computer, is there no, any... No, that's not a problem. You buy a little $5 adapter okay. that plugs into the wall, and then you plug it in to recharge it. Now, the last question, does it help with the microwave burning at all? No, it's it's not able to block any of the harmful technology. Hitting. No, it doesn't, but you how, know what how it does, does it help do? help at all if you're being burnt? Let me, well, let me you tell know. you real quickly. Can I, may I field this one? Cause sure, I, yeah, I, Okay. So um, what it does basically is it it's, and I hate to use this word because don't get confused. People do get confused. This is not an elf 
frequency, extremely low. This is a long wave frequency, which means it moves through the cells of your body. So it can move through a solid object. And what it does is it opens up your cells to receive more oxygen. When your cells receive more oxygen, it travels throughout your body and causes your circulation to flow faster. When that happens, you're getting more of the healing nutrients to every part of your body, so it heals wounds faster. What I mean, I smashed my hands and my trunk, and I put, you know, I put, I have it on my phone. I plugged in my headphones. I taped my headphones to my hands that I had just smashed and pretty sure broken. I it, it was healed in like two days. I it can't healed. believe saying this. I just got through reading it a book healed. called Ion Effect. And I started thinking about oxygen. And the first thing I got was cell power. Next thing I got was a necklace that puts out negative ions. This has changed my life. I can't believe you're saying that this is what this does. Because it is. Actually, no, it, I'm EMF sensitive. I actually went to a movie. I have not been able to go to a movie in like 10 years with this thing on, and I sat through the movie. So the oxygen thing is huge, and really, it's negative ions versus positive ions. I've just really come to that conclusion. That yeah. Well, and it's a biofeedback. Pain is a biofeedback loop in your brain. So what happens when you're in pain is, you know, that's your your body saying something's wrong. I something's wrong. So your brain says something's wrong. I have to close up the cells. So your cells oh, close up this cavity for stress. Oh, right. that's so, interesting. That's interesting. What's the name of the, what's the, name of the it, necklace? Um, what a Cutting Edge magazine. Okay, Cutting Edge magazine. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've hopped on this. This, this oh. You know, if I hadn't read this ion, negative and positive ion book, which you can't find any books about this subject matter. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, I can't get anything that, that I can't get anything that produces negative ions to get shipped to my house anymore. Well, Everybody, you know they made a rule now that they have yeah. to call it uh, what do they call it air purifier. But this company makes they it makes negative ions, and there's it's like a little wind. You wear it on your necklace, and sometimes if I'm feeling really bad, like I've just been attacked, I'll put it on and I'll hold it up to my nose and I'll just breathe it, and it's gone. Whoa. I'm telling and you. Is something that you affix your necklace? Is it something you put on your necklace? Oh, I got their machine that you run in the room. Right. You have them. You have them. You're yeah. the one that yeah. said it kind of helped right. you once. So I thought, They okay. really do work. Right. Yeah. So I noticed when I ran it in the dining room, and this one covers 800 square feet, that right. number one, I stopped falling asleep every afternoon. Number two, so I had more energy. And number two, my pain was lessened. So I yeah. thought, well, yeah. they have another one. They have one for a car, and they have one for a necklace. So I thought, oh. I'm going to get the necklace thing. Maybe I can go to a movie. Yeah. And I just did this three days ago. Okay. Now, where where can we get this again? I'm getting one. Where I can you get go this to the again? Cutting Edge. It's the cutting. magazine. That's where I got it from. It's called The Cutting Edge. So I'm sure it's online. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. And, they and what's have the necklace? What's the necklace things. called? They have three things. They have an ionizer that... You can put in your room. It's about $119. They have a necklace. Now, this necklace, oh, by the way, 
they have a new necklace which is more powerful and more expensive. I got the less powerful, but it's still $70. Then they have one for the car that you plug into your lighter, but if you have a new car, it won't work because you have to have those old lighters, you know, that you can push yeah. into the car with no interference, you know, in the in the dash kind of thing. Yeah. And so they have those three things. Wow, well, thank you. I, I almost hate, I wasn't going to say anything until I experimented with this more, because now remember, I just went to the movie two days ago. Oh, oh, the other thing I did when I first got it, since you mentioned Walmart, when I go into Walmart, I last about five minutes, and I come out and I am beet red and sicker than a dog. I put this on, I was in Walmart for an hour and a half. When I came out, I was not red and I was not exhausted. Wow. Now, I can't give you, I've only had it two weeks, you know. I can't give you any more information. In fact, I was going to hold on to this for a while. You know how it is. You want to make sure before you say it. But that's been my Um, so far. Yeah. Wow. And I will suggest one other thing for you to try and let me know if it works. When you get burnt, because you get burnt, right, Linda? Uh, No. Oh, you don't? No, I don't get burnt. No, but I don't turn red. I don't. Well, I, I take it back. I get these little red spots on me. That like look you don't like get little, microwaved. I don't think so. I'm not oh, sure. Okay. I know I get awfully warm. Well, if somebody uh, tries it who gets microwaved, I want you, if you try it, to grab it and start breathing as you get microwaved. I want you to get back to me. Well, I think I am, but it's another area. I think I, I think my vision is. I don't know if it'll work for V2K well, or anything like that. Well, this is great. I'm on there. I, I got it from EMF. I got it because I. Oh, did you? It. You got it from less EMF? No, no, no. I said I got it because I'm EMF. I'm EMF sensitive. Oh. That's why oh. I originally got it. Okay. Okay. But it's turning out to be more. And when you guys just were talking about the cells and the oxygen, honestly, I think we're really on to something here. Wow. Oh, absolutely. Cool. I, I honestly could think that the whole positive-negative ion thing could almost be our answer. I do, but too. I might be jumping You well, think change, so, too? Oh, Barb, the change that I noticed, I noticed a lot of things changing. When, and, I, and, that's, and now they've changed. The <laughs> Hello? Somebody's having a demonic moment. Yeah. What happened to the crying in the background? That was concerning. Yeah, but what what I did notice, Barb, was that was that certain (laughs) symptoms that I had had. That's adorable, whoever you are. um, Some of the symptoms I had had were definitely reduced with Uh, the um, with the negative ion. uh, but now they're now those symptoms are back. So I'm be, and they've been in my house, and I think maybe they messed with the negative ion oh. thing. So I'm well. I'm going to call the. I'm going to get some something closer, a necklace, you know, <laughs> that I wear. Mm-hmm. And thank just you. always have it. It runs on batteries, obviously. Great. Oh, oh thank you, thank you. That's great. Thank you very much. Let me know because you know I, sure I like will. I like you know it's an experiment. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Thank you. I'm going to say goodnight and thank you so much for the great company. You all are awesome. Um, I just I just put up I just put up this evening um, my very first TI YouTube video, and it's called Targeted Individual in OKC. Um, so 
Y'all go check it out. You can well, see me. What's your channel? What's the name of your it's, channel? Um, Spirit of Truth, seventeen seventy six. Cool. Spirit of Truth, seventeen seventy six. So that's me, and I'm I'm sorry if I, you know, I, you try not to sound crazy. <laughs> I think I'm no, somebody, you you keep it crazy. Trust me, we're all there. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. I I tried to be a little logical, but you know I have this tooth. I have this yeah. tooth that was not crooked from an EMF pulse. Before I even knew what EMF pulses were, I bit down so hard it knocked my tooth crooked. So I I may have at the end of the video been trying to mess with that tooth. <laughs> that that looks a little crazy, but I don't know. So y'all go check it out, and that's me. I'm Melissa, and um. I, you, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute yeah, been a, pleasure talking pleasure. to all of you. Would you, oh, would you give you. us the name of your channel one more time? Yeah. Spirit of Truth, 1776. 1776. Yes. Yeah, it's, like, it's all put like together as one word? I think so. And the name is Melissa Ryan, and the first, my only video up there is, um, it's, it's targeted individual in OKC, Oklahoma City. So it's just OKC, though. Have any the Declaration of, of Independence. Spirit of Truth 1776 is pulling up Alex Jones. No. Acker. But yes, I love him. But uh, okay, no. Yeah, I really? Find you. Thank you. I want to find you so I can put the link in the chat room and we can. I'll watch your work. You're a real light to the TI community. Thanks for being on the planet. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, you know, and I feel like it's time to be you know, there, Absolutely. There's a, there's a problem with people that are actually paid to go sit in the Library of Congress and gather up the data of people doing copyrights and patents. I was worried about that. I haven't heard back yeah. from them, but I knew they were backlogged about six to seven months. So oh, wow. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the patent, but it's pending. That much I know. Yay. Um, <laughs> Melissa and Riley? Ryan. R-Y-A-N. Ryan. Like, oh, I'm Ryan. I got you. Make no, it up with someone else. I'm sorry. Um, it's, if, I don't know. Can you search targeted? individual in OKC and see what comes up. Okay, I'll try that. I'm going to hold on for a second and see if you can pull it up, because if not, I guess I didn't do it right. I'll keep trying. (laughs) Maybe combine that with Spirit of Truth 1776. No, wait, that's my email address. No, wait, that's my YouTube channel. I don't know. I made a special one for the TIs, for the TI groups, because I felt like it was really time. And by the way, it was because of Ella, Ella Free. It was because of her programming and the way she presented everything in such a credible manner and very evidence-based. And it was just, it felt like it was safe now to begin talking about this. Oh, good. So let me know if you can pull it up. If not, I will I will be in touch. I have your link. <laughs> so oh, thank you so much. Do you no, know where all the I'm trying to pull it up here. 
you know where the calls are? You know there's a call every night, right, Melissa? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Do you have a schedule? I just want to make sure yes. you know this is a bunch. Okay. Okay. I have the schedule, and Good. yes, Ella sent it to me, and I am just, I'm delighted to find um, hmm. my soul brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could I hear the woman, though? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interfere with the woman that was describing, Neil, your necklace. I'd like to hear more. I just got so excited. I'd like to hear, like, okay. what if, if it puts oxygen in the body, why all the different frequencies? I'd like to hear more on that. She's got to go to bed. <laughs> yes, oh, I do. Well, what it, yes, well, what it does, what it does is it, the different frequencies affect different parts of your body. But the main thing it does is increase circulation and open up your cells. So when you're under stress or significant stress... No, 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 I understood that. I, I under, I, Neil, though, has a whole bunch of different frequencies. No, mine are different, too, because different frequencies target different areas of the body because each of your organs... So okay. our entire body has a bioresonant frequency. Our well, body as a whole has its own frequency, but each organ in our body also has its own frequency. I, I, that okay, so that's what yours does, too, right, Neil? I'm not. Uh, I'm really not focusing on cellular level as much as I am counteracting frequencies that are coming in, so people can have like a noise cancellation. Okay, so yours does something different than hers, then. Yeah, it does. Well, um, it's basically more trying though. to break the frequency that's coming. So yours could stop the the microwaves. Mine? I, I no, don't me. know about that. Yeah, I yeah, don't no, think I'm, mine can. I'm not can. saying that either. I'm not saying that either. But, you know, if we can collaborate, my email's electricrose22 at Yahoo, if you don't already know. Okay, um, thank you. We can work on some of this stuff together and come up with the best of the best and do our best to get it out there. I would uh, love a, doing that. I would love to do that. There's so many people, um, and you know there is a possibility using the math for phase canceling frequencies. I talked with Robert Duncan about this back when I was running the R and D calls, and I said, you know, there's a a rife signal processor that will take an incoming signal, and then you can program the software to output the signal that you want, which was designed for killing pathogens by blowing them up with the resonant frequency of the particular pathogen. I said, but what if we were to rewrite the software using the math to phase cancel? So in in all of Skizit, uh, her work on the website, citizensaht.org, shows the interactive implants, and one of them is GPS. And the truth is, if they couldn't find you, they wouldn't be able to lock on to you and do a lot of what they're doing. Right. So I'm sorry. That's Again, then, yours puts out a lot of different frequencies. So you turn it on, and there's a whole bunch of frequencies going on all day. What do you feel when you're wearing this, then? You feel a sense of well-being. You feel more balanced. Uh, as I said, I notice people being more interactive and smiling and uh, not, you know, like perp smiles, like they're trying to get attention or anything, but 
actually sincere. I felt like, you know, 30 years ago when people were friendly and kind with each other. Right. In the line at the grocery store, I noticed people interacting just by me wearing this. Okay. And you put it up on a high point of your collar on the inside of your shirt during the day with it facing out, and then at night you put it on your pillowcase by your head. So when you put it by your head, let's just say you're not sleepy and you turn it on. It will put you to sleep and run you through your sleep pattern? It, yeah, it's going to run you through the normal, natural frequencies of your brain states to go into to sleep, restful sleep, REM. Now, can they interfere with that during the night? Well, this was the big challenge. We built some big units that would have made hell freeze over for trying to get at us uh, with their frequencies being powerful. But the problem was the amount of electromagnetic radiation we were getting was too high. So if you weren't at least three feet away from it, uh, it was dangerous. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so we had to put a sheet of mu metal on the back side of the unit, and then the, the sleep mode circuit, we've reduced the power because it's close to your head uh, for sleeping at night. So if you're in the alpha state and they hit you with the beta state to wake you up, they still win? I'm not getting that experience. I'm getting oh, restful sleep and good dreams. Wow. And You're sleeping all night, whereas you didn't before? Well, yeah. I mean, the original experiment was uh, because of something somebody said about running an, a little electric motor and putting the two wires as like a headband around your head, but it wasn't controllable to set the frequency. So I put a, a motor speed controller called a pulse width modulator, which is just a $7 circuit board with a knob on it, onto it, and then started controlling the speed. And what I found was the consistency, as I said, of remembering my dreams, waking up well-rested, and uh, not waking up angry. And... This wasn't run on house power. The battery pack was charged during the day because, uh, you know, Dwight and I can go back and forth forever, but uh, $10,000 in Aronia spectrum analyzers don't lie. We have ELFs being superimposed through fiber optic networks. I fought him from the very beginning on that. I would never plug myself in to my electricity. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're in an upstairs apartment and you can't get ground to bleed off the electricity accumulated in your body from these delivery systems, then 15 or 20 minutes of hooking yourself up to the third prong to get a ground will be beneficial. You can measure that with a multimeter, but... To put a, an anti-static strap with a fuse in it to protect you in case lightning hit or somebody reversed phase on on power and shot 120 volts or more through you, um, to do that overnight is to make yourself more of an antenna and hook you up to something. And the reason I get so angry when when people bring up that Dwight won't stop saying this is because I don't want anybody to subtly be put in an apathetic state and give up on life. 
and never know that that bad advice. $10,000 in spectrum analyzers from 0.1 hertz to 9 gigahertz don't lie. And the person in R&D has very well documented the ELFs that confirms what's on my frequency list, uh, which starts out with an introduction and then about 30 frequencies that Barry Trower gave me in the observation of ELFs and their particular effects on people. So then we had to dance around that information. Uh, and as in Rife machine frequency generators, there are some frequencies that are a no-no that you would never do because you could hurt yourself on a cellular level. Right, and right. The, the ELFs are a you know, mind-affecting uh, problem. So we had to cross-reference Barry's list, uh, which is pretty common information. We couldn't get the classified list of 600 frequencies to control particular human body functions. Uh, but we do have the therapeutic list for a variety of frequencies that have been tested by thousands of practitioners for well, decades. Well, good for you, Neil. So you well, have you know, other people tried this? Are they getting good results? Yeah, yeah. People are buying them, and we're getting it together to, you know, put a sticker on it and make it more than a black box. It it just has a little uh, clip on the end of it with a swivel in it, so you can clip it on the inside of your shirt and walk around, or clip it on your pillowcase at night. And now, what we want to do is, what we're choosing to do is get more specific for people that have particular problems like sleep deprivation and use particular frequencies programmed into their unit. So then it's going to become custom units. If people are dealing with uh, apathy, depression, anger, uh, mood swings, you know, obviously we have to consider what else is going on on a cellular level and their body chemistry and uh, their past, you know, you can get caught up in anger. I did in my life when I was younger, and you actually become addicted to the the chemicals that your brain produces. Right. So you become About frustrated. You have to break that pattern. So there's many factors. It may come down to a questionnaire that people will fill out, and then we'll custom tailor the frequency generator. So and if you um, buy that with now and it's not custom made and then you end up in the future doing custom made, can we send back the one you gave us and you just reprogram it to custom made? Yes, that's why we use the particular signal processor we use because we can go into the software program through the USB port and and you know, tailor it to whatever particular needs are. So you know, just like Melissa's saying, it's a matter of doing some beta testing and, and getting the field test results back in for people to say, well, I found this didn't help much or this totally helped so much for particular so, applications. So it's $160 to field test it. What's that? It's We have to pay $160 to field test it. Well, it's $160 for the basic unit. So what it's doing therapeutically, at this point, if somebody were to say, I found I remembered my dreams, I didn't make up, wake up grouchy, 
but I'm still having problems with depression or anger or sleep deprivation, then we would take their unit back, program in other frequencies that are therapeutic for those particular problems, and just send it back. Wow, Neil. I hope this really works. Me too. What about and this is funny. Right. Well, there are no there are no known side effects, but like you said, there are some frequencies that can well, be dangerous. I'm on MRI machines. Well, this is open to the public, and they got side effects. This what, is this that? is you, nothing. I mean, have this you guys even nothing. built? Have you guys even got any type of uh, directed energy weapons and stuff and tested this? I mean, can it be used to their advantage? He said it's no. Directed energy. No. Okay, let's say that if I was a perp, okay, if I was, and I had a, a weapon or a direct energy weapon mm-hmm. or a frequency airwave, and I can target you, and you turn that on, could I use that to my advantage when I pull the trigger? Yes or no? No, you couldn't because... Why you, I couldn't? Because if you, you look you at the map... You can't stop it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can you just... I, I'm not understanding the anger with your question here because yeah, dude, you don't even like know what challenge. i go through and we have tested a lot of different things over here in orange county when you turn on electric generator of any type that spins it creates more strength to it it's, it's not an electric generator it. it's a no. vibratory frequency there has been 50 it years of research with now, these. whatever you use it's to their advantage you guys gotta build these machines too you can't just build your device mine's an app you're oh, not understanding okay. Uh, you're not. There's it's no mine's part. an app. It's and I'm not trying to sell you anything. Yeah, sir, we so. aren't either. No, but you're sitting I, there. Yeah, you are because you're sitting there explaining that you can buy this thing and you can build it and it will help you out in a certain way. What are the side effects? You don't know any. There are no. There are like no known side effects, sir. Yeah, if you listen, yeah, you there are. Get a lab and you better test it right. Sir, I wrote a down. patent for it and I did my due diligence. There are no known side effects in all and the MRI research studies. Don't have any side effects either. This right? is not an. M- you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. They're in the hospital sir, to help people out. Would you MRI please? I, I'm sorry. To help people out. Right. So we must be on the right track it. because you're oh, very God. angry. Yeah, break, right, dude. exactly. I, I really think we must be on... Listen, listen. Okay, okay. You know, we can have intelligent debate, and we don't have to be rude. Melissa is obviously a scientist and very methodical and serious about what she's doing for something therapeutic to help people, and so is R&D. After running 400 hours of R&D calls, a few of us went off to work on our own and came up with a frequency generator and tested many designs before we even made the unit that we're doing available. So, you know, if you want to have a debate and challenge, Melissa and I are both up for it because attention to detail is everything and we don't have any motives to hurt people or a top priority of making a bunch of money and screwing people over. So uh, you can ask That's intelligent right. questions, and we'll be happy to answer them. And if there are some problems that would be less than therapeutic, let alone harmful, we certainly would address those. Thank you, okay. Neil. And I will tell you in my own beta testing, before I had other people beta test it, but this was well after I'd done my own research, and looked at many research studies, 
hundreds of research studies. There are no known side effects, but I had a headache from being targeted, so I put it in the back of my ears, my app, and I just used it for about 10 minutes, and I discovered it drained my sinuses immediately. Now, it didn't cure my headache. I did wear it overnight as as headphones. I put it on the top of my head. I had a toothache, and I put one of the headphones on the tooth and the other just kind of rested on the top of my head. I will tell you that for the next three days, this is actually funny, I, I was more psychic. It was the weirdest, oddest thing. Now, I haven't done that again because um, I, I just, that was odd to me. And I don't know if it was interference, but I will say this to the man that was asking a question. In Canada, this technology is used to regrow teeth at a one hertz frequency. They're regrowing your teeth, okay? Yeah. This is not something that is flaky out there. Uh, this is not an MRI machine, and I don't think it's fair to compare an apple to an orange. This is something completely different. It's a vibratory frequency. It has a lot to do with the vibration and stimulation of the cell and that it's a long wave frequency. It's no more dangerous than the sound of a human voice. The human voice is about 10 to 20 hertz given your voice, the variations in voice. It's no more dangerous than listening to someone talk. Now, sometimes it can be dangerous to listen to certain people. <laughs> That's a little joke there. Um, but the sound of your voice is not inherently dangerous. There are no known side effects of, of the frequency of the human voice. So if that answers that man's question, I'm, I hope it does. And yeah, and I, I'm not blocking. Uh, I'm not blocking him off just to shut him up, so some question won't be asked that would would challenge. This isn't a revenue generator. This is out of 25 years of experience and coming to realize that using a frequency generator to beat Lyme disease led me into frequency therapies, which led to this, and so. As Robert Duncan said, when I said, if I use a mathematical formula to phase cancel the frequencies that they have coming in, will it be effective? And he said, yes, it would be effective. But the problem is their signal processors are way faster than yours would be. Right. And, you know, this is a $1,200 F-scan unit that would be capable of doing this. And then we would have to adapt the software so that it would sense the incoming signal, play the frequency that phase cancels it to neutralize them. But what Melissa but soon as you and I... Do, go ahead. As soon as you do that, they modulate their frequency because they realize that you're blocking theirs. It's the same concept as noise cancellation in a car, basically. They run the complementary frequency. It cancels out the noise. But as soon as you do that in your own home to combat or counteract their frequencies, they just change the frequency a little bit. So it's what what you're saying is, and I I totally understand that is that you know that's not feasible for home use right now because their signal processors are so much stronger and so much better and quicker. Right, but I mean, what you're talking about on a cellular level is so exciting. If you're not actually doing 
electroporation, which using the Bob Beck uh, protocol with a magnetic pulse generator and a blood cleaner that uh, basically is just a three 9-volt battery, 27-volt circuit uh, that reverses polarity every so many times per second. Uh, so the idea is a magnetic pulse generator will throw viruses out of a cell and then the blood cleaner that runs on reversing uh, 27 volts DC, you put the the contacts at your pulse points so it runs your blood. Uh, it, it blows the viruses up as your blood's passing it. Then you take antioxidants and it gets rid of hepatitis and uh, HIV and any other viruses. But the side effect of it that I wondered if could be therapeutic is that electroporation happens, which means that your cells are assimilating whatever you take in 20 times more. So if you were taking any kind of pharmaceuticals, uh, obviously you could do something hurtful. But if you were taking some kind of a supplement that was beneficial, uh, you might reduce the dose, but the absorption rate would be that much more effective. So uh, I know this is just kind of a sidetrack that's on ex- what you're talking about, but to that's exciting. I cellular level. I'm just sharing that with yeah. you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, in many studies, it has been it has actually brought people breathing again that had stopped breathing, and it's it lowers your blood pressure. It can reduce your chances of heart attack. And, you know, um, I combined mine, obviously, with an organic diet, and I do take a lot of supplements, but not vitamins like, you know, the Centrum Womans or whatever. I take cinnamon, turmeric, um, cayenne. You know, I take a lot of good, organic, healthy herbals. So that's probably why I actually did get better from the electromagnetic assault that I was, you know, enduring. I mean, at one point I couldn't walk, and that was for months. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to say this. I hadn't discovered this and invented it yet or used it, um, but I did the second time I got sick, and it helped significantly. It reduced my pain. It's... Um, after steady, continuous use over a period of weeks, it cured my neuropathy, um, and I can walk. My muscle tone is coming back, and studies have shown that it increases muscle strength by up to 50%. It increases joint rotation by 16 to 18%, and wow. it heals wounds faster. It heals wounds up to 50% faster. I mean, I smashed my hands in my trunk. I put my app on immediately on my hands. And two days later, you couldn't even tell anything had happened. And my trunk weighs about 100 pounds. And I am certain. I mean, I was bleeding. They were swollen immediately. I'm certain I broke some of those tiny bones in yeah, my hand. But I put, I put the app on immediately, and it was amazing. It was incredible. It was like 30 minutes later, it w- I was n- not in any pain. It, the swelling was gone. What it does, too, also, as you know, as your cells heal, it reduces inflammation. And it's the inflammation that causes many of our problems. Inflammation. You're right. Yeah, I'm realizing that. And I'd also like to point out the 
the true turmeric. You you can't go to Walgreens and buy, uh, what is it, like 50% strength? No. Skizit just put a a turmeric ultra. It's like 90% uh, in the concentrate solution, and it works synergistically with whatever they've extracted from black pepper. So, uh, you know... I wouldn't buy anything off of Walgreens shelves if I was... Oh, no. Or Walmart. Yeah, or Walmart. (laughs) Walmart. That's exciting. I'm listening to you both. You you go into Walmart, and I wonder, because I try to not go in there, um, but the last couple of times I've been in there, I've been sort of like I walk in and I'm in this fog. Like I just forget what I came in there for, and I'm like wandering around. And it really is like this, I just ran in for one thing, and I'm just, you know, have a very difficult time navigating my way out. And it's is it the lighting in there, or what's going on in there? They're using near-field communication, and we've yet to prove this, but we've studied it uh, in its capability. Uh, I think these rogue groups, uh, the near-field units that the store people are carrying around, uh, they use for barcodes on products, enter data. So it's like an inter-store network. Nearfield doesn't go very far, but, uh, you know, besides Wi-Fi and uh, just like you said, I, I try to avoid Walmart, but sometimes it's just the place you got to go to get a few particular things when you're tight on money. Um, but notice the same thing. The Walmart I go to has a cell tower right in the parking lot, and and I felt, I mean, just like brain dead, couldn't say anything, severe depression, couldn't get out of there fast enough. But there, if you notice, people that are walking around with these uh, kind of CB radio-sized units, and they're they're entering data that you know so many of such a a certain product has been sold so that they can order more of whatever it is that they need. I just have a suspicion that it's not just a bunch of perps running around with smartphones, even though there is that, too. Yes, there's definitely that. They seem to congregate at Walmart for some reason. But I wondered, it does seem like a field in there. Um, It messes with my eyes, too. Like, I can't read the print on the labels at Walmart for some reason, but I can other places. So it's specific to that store. I'll tell you what. I mean, if you guys want to see some of what's going on, it'll blow your mind. Buy one of those little four or five-inch mini cars. That's a radar detector, and you plug it into your cigarette lighter in your car, and every store and every bank you drive by, it'll say K-Band, KA band, pay attention to when it says X band and S as in Sam band. Uh, These things, I mean, for 20 bucks cover a a variety. And then you start to see, I mean, I'm I'm going across a bridge over a river, uh, looking at the beauty of the river and the boats going by. And each street light that I'm passing, it's going K band, KA band. Uh, and I look up, and there's many antennas on top of, of every light pole. 
So I do some reading and find out they have complete surveillance enough to, to not just video people, but actually hear their conversation. So then you start oh, yeah. to realize Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Zigbee, uh, of course, the whole smart grid network. Uh, people have been underwater, up in airplanes, in caves, and still have the high-pitch uh, remote neural monitoring side effect ring in their ear. So, you know, obviously, um, higher tech radar systems are involved. Uh, but the the point is that we studied 35 different delivery system potentials in 400 hours of R&D calls, came to realize that quite likely ultra-wideband radar and scalar are capable of going through anything, but all the other networks are all integrated and adaptive, so it automatically relays from one system to another, and you find that there's nowhere you can go to get away from it and get disconnected. Right. And it's that scalar wave energy that is a real really, problem. that's a huge problem. Yeah, we actually that's... have a schematic for a, a scalar detector that we haven't built yet. We're working on a, a variety of projects. Uh, I'd like to see us get a a grant that would bring in enough for for hiring a small staff and pushing some of these projects forward because uh, it's all exciting and we're not going to just sit and do nothing. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I mean, we know that the technology out there to combat that, what they're doing, exists. And you know, it's it's. I mean, we this technology could be used for so much good. And that just, you know, maybe we can unentrain them because it's on some level they have to be hypnotized or something. I mean, they're under control too. I see people walking around, they just look like zombies. And I think, you know, what is what is going on here? People didn't used to look like this. Neil, you no, and I are both... True. Yeah. I mean, I, sorry, know. I disconnected um, something, so I'll put my phone. Hello. Well, hold on. Let us finish out this conversation. Uh, you know, the whole point of these calls is for people to collaborate, and the few that can do things to help uh, are working hard, and we can push these projects out and really get empowered. But, you know, just in such a variety of information that's come my way from all of you and, and our own research, uh, just coming to realize the watching, I mean, to actually be able to prove and say what you're saying about people looking like zombies and reading about how they're operating in some kind of a parallel dimensional technology where they can anticipate through the R&M connection what you're going to do. So you say you're going to, you know, hop in your car and go to the store and pick up some lemons to make lemonade and somebody standing right by the lemons with a smartphone. Uh, it, it's no surprise or, or secret or mystery or anything that they could read your thoughts and know that you were going to go buy lemons. Uh, but coming to the realization that they actually have a jump in operating out of some kind of parallel dimension, for lack of a better terminology to explain it, 
that gives them a time jump ahead of our time space. And what's reported in this four-page Army Research Whistleblower Report is they say there's not millions of perps running around. They're capable of taking over anybody in five minutes and using them for particular things, whether it's to say something that would be significantly irritating to you or uh, trip you so you drop your stuff when you're walking out the door or just be standing there with a smartphone aimed at you. So uh, to be able to put a frequency generator on you and then watch people around you smiling and saying hi, uh, it was very uncanny after 15 years of feeling that I had some kind of a repelling energy field around me that was stopping social interaction. So, of course, by design of divide and conquer, plenty of research would go into getting people to not interact. It made total sense. Yeah, and it does make sense. Um, did you listen to Richard Whitehouse on Ella Freeze? Uh, it was last week, I believe. I went to his website, and he had some very interesting mathematical equations on there that are talking exactly what you're talking about, the mathematical formulas of alternate dimensions. And I was interested because my youngest son is a brilliant mathematician. I mean, he's just, you know, he loves, he eats, sleeps, breathes math. He loves math, theoretical math. And um, so... I was interested to read some of these formulas and just go, wow, no wonder he got, he's a whistleblower and no wonder he was blacklisted because what he's talking about is very similar to what you're talking about. That it's really, it, you know, people like to play it off to the metaphysical world or the spiritual, and I'm not saying there's no spiritual world, there is. I'm just saying that um, it's not this occult witchcraft, it's science. It's science and it's math and it's provable. And, you know, once there's a formula to explain it, then it becomes a law, a physical law. You probably know that. Um, It's, you know, interesting to me how much more knowledge is out there now about these things that, in fact, you know, math proves there are alternate dimensions, quite possibly. This is no longer just some wacky theory. You brought up Wait, Einstein. So you're saying that a lot of this came up when the whole quantum field theory started coming out. And I think that's what they're really tapping into. Richard Lighthouse, um, yes, I agree. Richard Lighthouse has mathematical formulas. I can't remember the name of, it may be R.L. Lighthouse or R. Lighthouse, rjlighthouse.com. Um, on the very first page, he has some mathematical formulas, but he was talking also about um, certain techniques to use to combat the EMF fields. And one of the things he said was get some neodyne magnets, attach them to a ceiling fan because they have to be moving and because these are very strong magnets. If you can keep them in motion, that will mess up the electromagnetic field because they're, you know, beaming in certain frequencies and on a certain wavelength and um, these radio wave frequencies and the scalar frequencies or the scalar waves, um, the neodyne magnets in motion disrupts 
the magnetic field. So our, it really it messes it our, up. It's our well, lighthouse.com. Our lighthouse.com. That, that's Is been it? out for a while. Has anybody tried it? I keep thinking of it, but I don't need it yet. Has anybody tried that? You, it's hard to find neodyne magnets anymore. Oh, I, no. My dad had some. A company. Apex. I just ordered some. I forgot the name Did of it. Did you? Apex. Yeah. Yeah. Apex. They sell I was, all of them. Walmart stopped selling yeah. them. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I had somebody get them online. It was somewhere online. So what you're saying is that groups have access to time travel. Yeah. Yeah, time and teletransporting. And that's what Richard Lighthouse is talking about. He's got the he's got the formulas there, so that's the important part. Are you saying Lighthouse? Yes. Yeah. I'm still looking for his site. I I missed that call. Our Lighthouse dot com. What do you guys think about the Mandela effect? The Mandela effect. That's somehow related. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I haven't studied. I I. Are you talking about sacred geometry? Um, no, the Mendel effect is um, is when memories don't match up to the current fact. Um, many people misremember the same thing. Can you say that again? Many people misremember the same thing as if something has been changed. Like Mendel dying in the 1970s when he really died in 2015 or something along those lines. That's why it was named it first surfaced in 2010 and people think it might be it might be uh, due to um, due to people messing around with uh, a current timeline uh, through D-Wave computers. Well yeah I mean uh, I think it was Donald Rumsfeld it it was out in the CIA community uh, that it was well known that 9-11 was going to happen and in the book the Deep Sleep by Tim Erickson, he talks about a timeline from 1947 till almost now, and Donald Rumsfeld was quoted as saying, we have to let this event happen because when we mess with and alter the timeline, it shows up as something worse 30 years later. So apparently this has been going on for a long time, and uh, there, there's some studies that are showing that CERN has something to do with with this altering timelines, uh, let alone releasing things into our reality that aren't supposed to be here. You know, that's interesting. So, it, says um, in the Bible, it says in the Bible they will think to change the times and the seasons. And I always wondered what that meant. How interesting. I always look at the Bible as a scientific text. How interesting. Can I share a few things on that? Sure. Um, Two important people that you can look up and you can actually have a lot of your questions answered. Um, One is uh, former Major General of the Army um, on Project Stargate. Uh, which had to do with many things. One was astral projection and telepathy, and it's called INSCOM, I-N-S-C-O-M. He was at the highest level of Army intel doing this, you know, type of things. It's General uh, Stubblebind, um, and he tells about 9-11, 
he tells about aliens, which they're not really aliens, they're fallen angels, as to the original text. Then there's also another individual you can look up, and I actually called him in Canada, uh, the defense prime minister. The former defense prime minister, his name is Paul uh, Hellyer, H-E-L-L-Y-E-R. And he's got a book out called um, Money Mafia, and it ties in with uh, what he tells about Prescott Bush, who wanted the Federal Reserve to be rigged and drain people of their money and resources. And that's why JFK was killed and Bush was there. Bush Sr. was there in Dallas at the time JFK was killed. And Prescott Bush, his father, did not wanted to keep the perpetual, you know, keeping people poor uh, going on. And JFK was going to expose that and overturn the Federal Reserve. Then to go one step further, he talks about exactly what I looked into and many others. And I look at different sources because I don't want to look just in one area. Is he talked about the demolition? Uh, there was no planes that hit the towers. It was the command that was given. Um, Major Stubblebine too, the command that was given for the demo, the demolition of the twin towers. There was no aircraft parts found. In fact, he said the one at the Pentagon, they found a uh, ICBM fuselage, meaning the bomb um, that was supposedly hit the Pentagon. And I don't remember if he said there was an aircraft um, in the field there or, or if there wasn't. But either way, um, this was, um, he said it was all planned by the Bush family and Cheney and Rumsfeld and Tennant and all the, even Mueller. Um, but he was a good guy. He was on the back end. He just got brought in um, just after 9-11 to try to cover up everything. And he was uncovering things. He was taught to shut his mouth and, uh, you know, be the good soldier. That's why he was in People's Magazine and why he's being healed as a, a heroine today. Um, and I don't demonize him because, you know, he didn't really know what he didn't know because he worked for the FBI before uh, he was brought in by Bush Jr. during 9-11 and the whole 9-11 and how it happened and the money trail and the so-called aliens um, agreement both generals talked about with Dolce New Mexico and, you know, all these different breeds of, of the so-called aliens which, you know, have all these supernatural powers, that there are the original fallen angels and the Nephilims that was um, uh-huh. uh, when, when when the Genesis happened, when the flood happened, it was actually the main reason was because the fallen angels were breeding with humans and animals and trying to hide from, from God. But that's, okay. that's the biblical that's side. But the scientific side... You know, there's an actual Stargate in where I actually was um, scheduled to go into Talil Air Base, Iraq, which is a southern part of Iraq, where they've done time travel. Bill Richardson from New Mexico used it. Bill Clinton actually used the time travel. And then they came out in Southern California in L.A. County 
is one of the places that they have a doorway to come back from. There's another one in Egypt, and they're kind of all around the world. Wow. So you're right oh. about not changing, not changing the the present because you're right, um, you know, it does have a ripple effect on something far worse that could happen if those timelines, good or bad, are disrupted. Yeah, it makes you wonder how much of a holographic universe we're in and how much we're being manipulated by those that have access to the parameters to do so. I mean, everything I find in my life that's unpleasant is all parasitic. And, of course, Mm -hmm. as we've learned more things through the the last few years, uh, so many of us have come to realize when when the psychic volunteered the information to me back in about 94 that you've been watched by the military since you were 3 years old wow. i knew she i knew she was credible because of her reputation and because of things that she had helped me with for help which is why i was there trying to figure out why they say why, I was why there. they picked you at that young age no, they didn't, but I'm just going to tell you, uh, I am intuitive. Sometimes things just come to me. Sometimes I just know things. And sure. the vision the vision that I had was that I was seen, that uh, as Linda was pointing out earlier, using that $20,000 curly and photography machine, you can see people's auras and energy fields, and there's colors and yeah, those those true. are frequency, and it means something. What mm-hmm. I saw after digesting what she said, and, and I said to her, I said, I don't really have any information at this point to support that, uh, but I trust your intuition because your track record's been beneficial for me. And then later yeah, on... Yeah, and Shemaya, too. She's really good on knowing about the metaphysical, which I really mm-hmm. enjoy hearing about, too. Well, here's what's trippy. What happened is uh, one day, I think two years ago on Christmas, I said something to my mom about flying saucers. And she said, well, of course I believe in flying saucers. There was one outside our house at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I said, "Oh, oh, really? She goes, yeah, it was actually in the paper. Other people saw it, too. And and I said, was I born yet? And she said, yes, you were a newborn laying in the bed right next to me. What I, what I saw is that it wasn't aliens. It was an alphabet agency and that somehow they were seeing my energy field. That, may, I, may I say Neil, something? I was, I was told... Yeah, go ahead. I was told, this, I was told the same thing. I, was, wow. I had a home... I had a homeless ministry... And there was this man, he said it was funny because I always walked right by him and never brought him in my van to church. And um, and then one day he was behind me in the driver's seat just sitting there. And he shared with me that he was an ex-Satanist and had been trying to get out of the program. And he told me, he said, you have been watched since you were a child. Wow. Now, with very interesting, and I didn't really believe him or put too much stock, but we had a lot of discussions about the quantum field, and I knew about gang stalking because of him, because he told me what their Satanist group used to do, would go in people's homes and rearrange their things just slightly, 
And I, you know, at the time it wasn't happening to me. So I was like, wow, you guys were really sick, but he was trying to get out, you know, so we didn't talk too much about that. What's interesting is he told me things from my childhood that nobody else knew. He could not possibly have known because I didn't grow up here. And he told me, you know, you used to put on plays and invite, you know, you'd make your tickets and remember that old lady down the street that always baked you cookies. And I thought, my God, how did Mm -hmm. he know that? They were very specific. What's Mm -hmm. very interesting about what you just said, Neil, is that in Oklahoma City in 1965, in July of 1965, my mother was three months pregnant. She lived here in Oklahoma City. And that entire month, there were tons of UFO sightings, so much so that it made the newspapers and people were having UFO um, watch parties out at Lake Hefner. Now, she was three months pregnant. She was three months pregnant with me. We have Tinker Air Force Base right here. Yeah. Now, I'm here. so you know, there's a lot of, you know, stuff that of goes parallel. on here. Yeah. So isn't that interesting? But I said, how did they know? And he said, he said, it's your light. He said, you mm-hmm. have the light. That's interesting. Now, What's even more interesting is when my son was very ill and we were in the hospital and, you know, I lived at the hospital literally for almost two years. Um, There was another mother there that read auras and I said, what's my aura? And she said, you're pure white, just pure white. And, you know, I don't feel pure white anymore. (laughs) Probably kind of dingy at this point. (laughs) But it's so interesting because the Satanists, whether you believe it or not, they believe it. That's right. They believe it. And then they... You have a true spirit that's of good or you don't. But that can only be changed. And they act on it. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. You you said your year was was 70 or 65? 65. Um, 65. And then that, I was born in 1966. Know, okay. Um, me, I was just wondering, you guys, what the um, the the year was, but um, location. Like, Neil, where were you during that time? Because my mom finally started saying some things right now in the past couple of weeks about UFOs in my hometown and that it was the Department of the Interior came out and said something in the local paper. And um, we had had sightings in California, and I did some research on this. This is Cindy in Sacramento, and I come from the Central Coast area. Hi, um, Amy, uh, sister. And then, uh, like, it said that there were people talking about it in Southern California. Uh, The same time. Like, back then, it was, uh, I was probably in fourth grade so it had to be like 71 70 73 somewhere in there in the 70s so and i was in california so where's everybody from that had this because i saw stuff back then in the sky oh, several it's times it's happening <clears throat> it's happening all probably over cause it doesn't snow, probably because it doesn't snow here so uh, I grew up in the snow country, so they probably don't like the snow very much. 
<laughs> and the blizzard. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, but it was fascinating because, nice yeah, I've heard so it. much about what happened when I wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even dawned in my mind that um, I'd end up in California, although I'd always wanted to be. I was oh, just wondering, when was that, Neil? What year? Oh, Sorry, me. Amy. For me, it was 1957, but what's interesting is how information comes to me uh, at particular times or in a particular order, and so uh, I went over to bring my microscopes over to another TI's house and help her out because she has some pretty serious health problems, and she had a book sitting on the counter called The Deep Sleep by Tim Erickson who turned out to be a friend of hers. And I started reading it and couldn't put it down because it explains the timeline from 1947 uh, when Truman was president and when they started the, the diggings on Atlantis. And it goes into uh, detail about <clears throat> the back engineering of a supercomputer uh, found on board of the Roswell crash. Okay, yeah, so she, here, mm-hmm. here's what's Did really Truman, trippy. Was it Truman or Eisenhower that made this treaty? It was Eisenhower. Yeah. Nephilim. And he, oh, Eisenhower was gonna, um, he he was calling up his troops. They were gonna invade Area 51 because he didn't have the security clearance. Everybody thinks the president has the security clearance, as Intel does, but they don't. So since they weren't going to let him know what was going on at Area 51, he was going to order the Army to actually take it over. Because mm-hmm. oh, um, he was kept in the dark. Well, you know, I mean, if I, you look at that, all this information, for something with higher technology to come here and say, uh, we'll give you technology in, in exchange for not shooting our ship down. For your down. soul. <laughs> When, yeah, yeah, really. For, your, for when, collecting bodies you know, for experiments, that's what they do according 50, to the Paul Hellier, the defense know. in Canada, and then the Major General, Army Major General, did the same thing. Well, what, what was really going on that Eisenhower and probably other Nothing. leaders that were, uh, you know, confronted was they were actually getting our DNA mm-hmm. and and getting ready for what's happening now. They say 3% of our population is hybrids. Yeah. And I know, it's, I know it's EI that talked with a soldier that was in the underground military base and said, said this. And so... Was he a Dolce or Area 51 Colorado? I don't know that he was in Area 51, but... It, Somebody did the math and said 3% would be 216 million people. So when you think about the heartlessness, you know, machines are doing some of this. They would be heartless, but a hybrid would not have a heart or a conscience. Right, exactly. And just to go one step further, um, when I was in England, I was stationed there. They had ferries, but they didn't have an underground tunnel that went under the seafloor. And they do have tunnels, um, under deep underground tunnels, to hide all this stuff, going all over the country and all over the world. So they don't need to fly a plane. They can just take these fast bullet trains 
that go anywhere from 700 miles an hour to 10,000 miles an hour that Tesla set up and is still working on there in Mojave Desert to, you know, break all these sound barriers and, and things like that. So well, anybody who's curious about the the apparently true story, um, an author was tormented with dreams until he wrote the book Archangels of Dreamland, and it describes wow. what did actually happen at the Roswell crash. And as you know, mm-hmm. things have happened to me where information came to me in a certain order and certain points uh, after getting the the deep sleep book and seeing this timeline from 1947, an old man stopped by my house one day and he said, I live about 10 houses down and I saw your old Chevy Nova. I used to build race car carburetors. And oh, so wow. we were talking and he looked over and saw two old carburetors on my workbench and he said, well, what are you going to do with those? And I said, well, they're, you know, Holly four barrels. There's tons of parts to rebuild them, and I just need to rebuild one to end up, you know, with a good one I can put on my car. And he said, would you take one completely rebuilt for a race car in exchange for the two? And I said, sure. So I gave them to him. The guy was in his 80s. He could hardly see. And a year later, he came back handed me this brand-new-looking carburetor, said, I'm sorry it took so long to do this. I'm just too old. And he handed the book, Archangels of Dreamland, out the window to me. And he said, after what you told me about your targeting and everything, I think you should have this. And I read it. It's like, you know, 360 pages. I couldn't put it down. Uh, There was things in there that made me sob like a baby. I just knew it was Aww. the truth. So uh, any anybody who feels inquisitive uh, in what really looks like an explanation of... What's it called so I can look it up? It's Archangels of Dreamland. Okay, I'm going to write that down. So, um, Neil, um, um, is there a way of repairing the... Uh, is there a way of repairing the the, uh, the time or no? Well, I'd say that we're we're in a fight. I mean, this is a world of contrast, and you know, as I've said many times, I see purpose in this. Uh, when humans are dropped to their knees, they have a tendency to grow a whole lot more. So, by how do I explain this? I mean, just to explain what I feel very strongly is happening is that we were created literally in perfection. We had a heart and a mind and a conscience. We used them as filters, uh, but we lacked experience. So like a little kid learning how to ride a bike and not listening to his parents, you go fall down and skin your knee, and that's less than grace. Uh, So in the realization, calling God the representative of love, which is obviously in people, and then the other side uh, being the the darkness and the opposite or lack of love, by being put into this reality and being put under duress, what I see we're doing here is we're getting experience. And Mm -hmm. what I call our spiritual DNA, I feel that we're going to take all of the knowledge from living in a duality reality 
uh, with us to where we're headed next. So in all the torment and awful things we've been through that that make me so sad, and believe me, I'm suffering big time too um, and have for many years, I, I see that I have really had to grow so much to survive this and I've had to be inquisitive in directions that I wouldn't have had to be. And mm-hmm. after running 400 hours of R&D calls, one of the last things I said before I canceled the call and said I think we've accomplished what we came to do was, I think that the real power is not in all the intellectual, but in the, the depth of getting our spiritual connection back because there's yeah. too many signs of love here to ignore it against the duress. So what I feel to answer your question is that this is being allowed to happen, and there are purposes within purposes for it happening. Exactly, yeah, beyond our understanding. Something I, I looked up um, that I was a little shocked, you were talking about Google and their involvement in all this stuff. Um, I looked up, um, you know, there's Wyoming um, is one state. My sister in Wisconsin, I begged and pleaded with her on a text, do not take that chip under any circumstances. Um, And the RFID chip. And there's a company, there's a a company called G-I-Z-N-A-D-O. And what it is is after they forcibly implant people with chips, then this acts like, um, how can I say this? Um, it's, it's actually produced by Google's in partnership with this. And what it does is it analyzes your your body and it actually by osmosis, no needle needed, it's like a watch. And you wear it on your arm, and it can actually monitor everything your what your body is doing, what it's going what's going on, your hormone levels, but it also also can do the flip side it can you know, and that may be the next thing up from a RFID tracker because it said even if you remove the RFID um, there's still irreversible consequences to it. Um, so that's kind of concerning because the NSA is involved with that also. Yeah. Yeah, these are these are sellouts against the human race, but we're witnessing everything, and from a perspective of seeing both sides, uh, you end yeah, up choosing love. A healthy, yeah, if we yeah. keep a healthy balance, and that's so hard to do, um, I got the I had the flu for like almost two weeks really bad and I rarely get sick and I just I couldn't keep water down or, or Zantax or Pepto-Bismol, nothing. And then my general um just came back from Catalina and I haven't seen him in a long time. He got the flu and I'm wondering if they got to him because of me, because him helping myself. But um, I just know intercession works. So I've been, you know, just fiercely 
in, in prayer does work. He does answer prayers, especially when you pray for others more than yourself. I have been praying for the group. I have been praying for the United States, um, you know, asking his help that um, we need um, we need a break. We need a breather. And we do. Show, show some mercy here. I know how many people on this call have endured 2,000 times more than you would ever have imagined that you would. I mean, when yeah. I say I honor each one of you for sticking around, I'm I'm totally serious. And I like I that do. everybody says, well, why would they do this when they could do this and help humanity? But that's the whole point to Revelations in the Bible and what was foretold by Nostradamus and other people um, that it was um, those that are high up in, you know, levels of, you know, fame, fortune, whatever you want to call it, power, um, they're involved with the cabal or whatever you want to call it, um, and their desire is not to make things better, um, but it will catch up to them as well. And uh, my prayer is that they do wake up before it's too late and realize that they're going to be a victim too. Yeah, and that's if there's really any the highest human prayer. component in them, if there's any humanity in them, yeah. which I wonder that too, with all these hybrids. Yeah, I mean, there's been something parasitic on the human race for, for centuries. Uh, yeah. Chris goes into this a lot, the one who's Huggy Bear in the chat room, because she's, Studied all the Nephilim and such a long timeline and the Bible. Yeah, she she really paints the picture. She does. It makes sense Uh, and what the motives are. Yeah, that's why um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. You don't hear much much people talking about Dead Sea Scrolls, Um, and a lot of these churches are just peddling, you know, taking surveys, peddling what they think people want to hear instead of the truth. so we have to kind of wake up and know that, you know, these people are plants uh, or these entities are plants in, in churches and everywhere, but uh, we don't have to, you know, live in fear knowing that. We just have to use and pray for discernment when we're not sure about our intuition or discernment, then pray about it and he, he will show you just a simple prayer and he will show you in the Bible you know, his words to, you know, your eyes, um, what he's trying to show you, what they are, oh, if they're good or they're not. And, and just, you know, really take heed to the words in the Bible that that Jesus said you can do these things and more. I mean, th- this is part of it is coming to realize that we are a divine piece of love. Even just looking at the anatomy of a human body, let alone everything that we get to experience through the parameters that we're in as people, and then you start to have strange things happening, like the old man, you know, handing archangels of dreamland out the window after I hadn't seen him for a year and saying, you have to have this. Uh, and then reading it and seeing uh, it, it gave me another missing piece of the puzzle that made a lot of things tie in together. So there is something more than what's happening on the surface. 
And if Jesus said, you can do these things and more, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. You know, how would you feel if you came here, uh, showed people in pretty barbaric times what love and grace could really be and how you could be empowered by that uh, and then was misrepresented by religions or had the biggest points that you were making while you were here missed by so many people. This is out of the desperation that you stand up and really say, okay, I'm going to try this on and see if I can do it. Well, I've seen miraculous healings uh, from other people and things that came through me that were too undeniable. So, So the whole message was if you can get yourself into a state of loving grace with no fear about everything, you will have so much conviction that you will be able to do these things that we call miracles. That's with the hard part. Your heart. It, it is hard. I mean, believe me, I get angry and my male side comes out and I'm like, you know, put these people all up against the wall and we'll drug them and toss them in prison for the rest of their lives and take everything they stole from the human race. Uh, I won't go into detail, but, you know, I have those emotions too. and And I find that when you're getting into a higher state, they'll come in and try and put bad thoughts in your head and challenge you, but then you gain enough conviction and recognize the patterns to say something wants to sabotage me getting into that state of mind. And as Melissa pointed out earlier, which I didn't get to comment on, but she said uh, that she found from using the app that she created, that her intuitive ability became stronger. Well, we are literally in a frequency battle, and there's a lot of information that says that uh, in a cyclic nature, the frequency on this planet that affects people rises, and it becomes a collective consciousness that rises well, those that are on the dark side and not choosing love don't want the ha- that to happen. So when you get into a loving state and and you see miraculous things happening in your life and to people around you that you touch, uh, then you see them come in to try and irritate you in some way and drop your frequency into fear and anger. All there really is is love and fear when you boil everything down, and it becomes a conscious choice. Yeah, it's conscious choice sounds so easy when we're emotional beings, and we have to keep remembering, just like that kid with the training wheels on the bike, um, we have to every day keep retraining our brain to say, you know, whatever bad things happen to me today, I have the power of choice, how I'm going to react or accept this or block it out and deal with that um, when I am in the right mind to be able to deal with this when everything is coming at me at once. So it's the practice when we're so reactionary, that's just a human emotion and reflex like touching a burner on a stove, um, we need to remember that we always have the power to choose maybe 
not a lot of choices, but how we choose to react is going to depend on whether the unseen enemy wins or they don't win. Well, I mean, this is all symbolic. It's all for experience, and we're playing it out. And, you know, I, I think another just feeling that I have is a sense that the angelic ones that are on the side of love want to see enough of the human race show their sincerity to stand up with total conviction and care. And -hmm. those of us that are more sensitive, we look at children. I mean, go on YouTube and see the the gifted nine-year-old kid playing guitar like I wish I could play. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I I love all these kids. Or the singers. Inspirational. They put tears in your eyes. They are just divine. And you tell me, when you gain enough conviction to say, I will give my life if I have to and do anything that I possibly can to ensure the future for those children. Yeah, that's a very, very, very good point. You're either there or you're not. I mean, we I keep saying, you know, we have nothing to lose. Of course, we would like to pursue our selfish dreams, and we were sabotaged. And it does take a a degree of selfishness to be an individual. So, you know, it isn't some kind of a guilt trip to say that. It's okay in the diversity of each of us playing the parts in this movie, basically, uh, how divine it is, how we all interact, and how we all learn from each other, and how we share and how so much beauty and creativity has come through through the years. We're a beautiful creation. Uh, and, yeah, and it's, that's so hard to wrap your head around when there's been so much divisiveness and ugliness for so long in our nation. It is. Believe me, I, I get reduced to almost barbaric sometimes, too. <laughs> yeah, we're going to flip the script, but, um, you know, it takes true acknowledgement to look inward and and say, you know, I can't change the world, but I can change my perception and my my behavior. And that's all I can do. Yeah, that ends up really being the most powerful thing that anybody could say. You know, you could almost repeat that again because there is so much in that, you know, and uh, I, I have a male side that's very analytical and a female side that's uh, very intuitive and softer and motherly in my nature. Uh, so balancing out the two and walking away from 400 hours of R&D calls and feeling like, you know what, Neil, you need to just shut up and go home and yeah, see what I you can do question. to get in tune with yourself. And then you'll have something that's worth sharing. The answer isn't coming from from all the anal- analytical, intellectual stuff. It's there. Um, I mean, we have to learn it. But where is our real power? Yeah, there, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, most of most of the time, um, when I'm distressed by this, it's usually because they uh, trigger some memories from uh, from from a while ago. Um, I feel like if I can forget these memories, I don't think the sensitization will affect me as much. Um, do you think 
is there a way to forget those memories? Well, too many people have said that their timelines were recorded uh, and they could use that against you. They can rearrange memories. They can take out memories and they can put in other memories. But if you put right, the whole... Right, but like, can I force myself to forget? Is there a way I can force myself to forget that, like, hypnosis or something to just block it yeah, out? Yeah, that's a million-dollar question I've been asking, too. Um, to get past certain experiences that were just too violent or too um, painful. Well, you know, I mean, this is the thing. If I you, consider that. If you change your perspective, believe me, I have some very, very painful things that happened from from childhood on. And they do come back and haunt you, and it is hard. Uh, you know, the analogy would be like saying, when you're born helpless, begging for food and peeing and pooping all over yourself, your parents have the chalk and the eraser, and them and others in your life are writing all over your chalkboard. And then you realize that there's a, a percentage of things written into your memory, and you get a clue and you grab that eraser, and it may take you the rest of your life to neutralize mm-hmm. those things. There are some processes, but it, it's to put it in a, a different context. If uh, if you were molested as a child and you grow up and you don't become a child molester like some do, and you end up having such a hatred towards those that would touch a child or do anything mm-hmm. to anybody against their will, mm-hmm. then in actuality the experience served you to give you compassion that you'll share and do good things with the world. So changing how you look at it neutralizes it more. Otherwise, there are therapeutic processes you can go through. Uh, Unfortunately, Scientology was infiltrated and corrupted, but Mm -hmm. they had a thing called an e-meter, which was like a lie detector circuit. I heard about that. And you would hold on to the two little copper handle things. And so, you know, I went to check it out when I was 21, and the guy said, well, you know, what's the biggest pain in your life that you'd like to clear and neutralize? And I said, my stepfather. Uh, And so he said, all right, well, how do you feel about your stepfather? And when he said that, before I even said a word, the the needle on that meter pegged. Okay, and so then he started to run me through a course of, okay, well, now you're an adult. He's no longer got any effect over your life. Uh, By the time he was done running me through a series of questions, then his last question was, how do you feel about your stepfather now? And the needle hardly moved. So there are clearing processes you can do if you're tormented Hmm. by something. But if you really take a look at the experience, somebody who lives a pampered life, has things handed to them easily, gets cheated out of building a deeper character. The person that goes out, uh, fails at things, gets addicted to drugs, uh, gets sexually transmitted diseases from being uh, too promiscuous and, you know, what you would call bad luck and, and just uh, having an anarchist attitude. There's many people that go through many of these experiences, 
and they all eventually, I should say most of them, get dropped to their knees and they they have to look for something more because what they've been through is too painful. Then you come out of that with a perspective that you come to realize that, that experiences, those experiences serve you. And, and not only do they serve you, but you'll be able to help others that are walking down those paths. And I, I understand and I agree partly with what you're saying, but it's, it's like, let's say you had a brain in, tremendous brain injury and they didn't know that. And like Junior Seau committed suicide, had that been diagnosed and he got the help that he needed, whether there was a tumor there or whatever, um, then that could have done a reset, um, being that he didn't have anything traumatic in his background, but because of the concussions, the constant concussions. Um, so it's like when you break your arm, if they reset it wrong, it will never heal. When you've got these injuries that are so deep, and you've done everything that you thought you could to overcome them with help, um, counseling, all that. And those scars just never get removed, and you keep repeating the same patterns, and you want to just distance everybody and cut everybody, not out of your life, but keep a distance because of the hurts that you went through, but more so because you see what's happened around you, that anybody that comes near you, um, they kill them or they hurt them in some way um, to teach me a lesson. And I would rather it be on me than on other people that don't deserve it. Yeah, that's understandable. I know. I mean, there there is no getting around being a human. So it's about being an overcomer and how to overcome, you know, and be resistant to um, feeling like um, it's Groundhog Day and repeating the same thing over and over and keeping everybody at arm's length because um, of what is being done to me and I don't want to bring them into my turmoil because I've seen the damage by them just knowing me and I, I don't want that for for anyone. No, and you know, I mean, part of what I said earlier about the the secret little power of manifestation—it's only a secret because enough there's not enough people realizing how powerful it is and applying it. Uh, but the other thing is that wherever you focus your thoughts is what you create, and. Over the last five years, I'd have to say that I've been forced out of a need to survive to discipline my thoughts, to realize that if you think the thought, I'm going to drop the the coffee grounds and they're going to go all over the floor right in front of the garbage can instead of in it, well, that happened too many times. And so I learned to discipline my thoughts, and it was a real lesson uh, because... There is so much power in what you think. And if you really watch your thoughts closely, they want to put you into fear because then you're going to focus on what it is that they're out to create to sabotage your life. 
and cause you discomfort. So the more disciplined that we become to watch our thoughts and what happens is those fear thoughts still do come in, but then right after that thought happens, I just say not. I don't choose that, and those things don't happen. And, I mean, they can really torment you. They do get into our thoughts big time. For me, it's not as much fear as anger-based. I I didn't used to think this, you know, several years ago. I wasn't, you know, maybe um, I was better off not knowing all this stuff. Yeah, I can relate to that. Innocence is, is much sweeter. But if you think about it, there really is only love and fear. And why does anger happen? Because you feel disempowered. And if you get down to the actual core of why you feel disempowered, it's because you're afraid that you can be disempowered. Uh, People that uh, actually, it's not so much disempowered as it is um, that they would come after people I care about rather than come after me directly. It's like, you know, I come to me, I can deal with it. Like, don't put this on people I care about. But it's right, over but and by, over. By changing, I'm telling you, I've been through this too, and I'm not trying to just give some easy answer because it's not easy. It still is hard. But uh, I've had them do the same thing to me. We're going to hurt this person or we're going to go after your pets and we're going to do this and I say well I'm not really attached because we're I'm just, just here yeah, having I find myself just digging my hole and isolating myself just deeper and deeper and deeper and it's, you know if it's what I have to endure for the rest of my life okay but um, I don't believe that this is the way God intended You know, uh, I do. I've done a lot of research on those behind the scenes because I was determined to figure out why. Why are we all being targeted like this? Right. Um, yeah. They. Uh, they. I. You know. I mean, all the way at the top, they really do worship Lucifer. I can't oh, make yeah. that up. That's right. They really. Right. Yeah. And and, and those that that we're dealing with on our on street level and they're dealing you know we're dealing with uh full spectrum dominance skynet um i'm, I'm going to be honest those on the ground i mean i go out i can't go out on the porch without a zooming by you know and i have figured out that the noise that they're making and zooming around us uh is giving power to what the insiders call the beast system which is the full spectrum dominant Skynet. It, it, that's what they call it. Interesting. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, this, uh, I have actually taken this back in the Bible. You will see the term ANAC. In the beginning, they were here before and after the ANAC. The, Enoch? Enoch? Uh, no, ANAC. A N A K. And oh, they are descendants. Well, 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 the the. The yeah. ancient aliens that were really the fallen? Yeah, but the ANAC uh, were probably a hybrid uh, oh, yeah. experimentation. Yeah, oh, and, right. and the Nephilim. Then you have the Nephilim, the descendants. 
and those that ideologically mm-hmm. think like them as well. And that's basically the basics of what we're dealing with. It doesn't matter right. what you I'm believe glad in you or said not. That. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because any time I brought that up, um, nobody wanted to hear it. They just thought well, I'm sorry. This is the historic fact. I, I, there's a there's a gentleman who is a historic uh, biblical researcher going pre 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 uh, Hebrew way way as far back as he can go because we don't have access to all the records. They've been kept mm-hmm. from us. So and a lot even, of the archaeological um, things that they found have the direct correlation. Oh, yeah. Yes, Graham is a good guy to go with. He's credible. He, you know, he keeps it at a level of uh, yeah, normalcy, if that's possible. And I mean, the things that he has found that they have hidden from us, and and he's not on any, you know, financial agenda other than, I guess, proceeds he's made from his books through the internet. But um, and even he's starting to speak out a little bit. So, uh, but he uh, understands everybody that I have contacted has said, including scientists around the world, have told me that what's going on, there's nothing any of us can do about. And they all, mm-hmm. nine out of ten, hands down, say that we're dealing with ancient um, Nephilim. Mm. Yeah, I see. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm not religious anymore. I just want but... to say, though, that... Um, if I may, at this point, um, you guys expose what, what you're saying. Neil had un- unmuted me. Thank you. I wanted to leave this thought to, I mean, I know the scriptures, um, they don't tell all the things that would happen toward the time period we're in, but it does tell a lot of the things, the earthquakes, the yep. food shortages, the wars, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The dispositions of people. Mm-hmm. But it's something I wanted to say about the one point I was going to make is that in the book of Matthew, chapter 24 and verse 21, it says, unless the days were cut short, no flesh would survive. But because of the holy ones, the days will be cut short. So with all this technology, be it for good or for the bad, has been used for bad, primarily in this case, it's, we got to be getting to the point where it's got to be what, cut what off part of you? I'm sorry. because what part there's of so Matthew? much wickedness. Yeah. I'm, what part of Matthew? She's asking what part of Matthew? Oh, I'm sorry, because I'm by the cell, by the fan, and uh, what chapter? Matthew chapter 24. Chapter 24. Okay, let me get there. Verse 1, I mean verse 21. Chapter 24. Chapter 24 and verse 21. May, may I also, add something? Verse I'd like 13 to add to that. Well. Hmm? I'd like okay. to add, also look up. Oh, yeah. Revelation. Look up Revelation. Great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor nor ever shall be, except those days should be shortened. There should be no flesh to be saved, but the elect's sake for those days 
shall be shortened. Yeah, Can you it has hear me? To be. In other words, this thing that Jesus is saying, if they have, if they would keep going longer, longer than only God in heaven knows the actual time period that, the, that He was having in mind, but Jesus let it be known that out of the love for these holy ones, ones trying to apply good Bible principles in their life and toward their neighbors. And maybe even some of the ones who are hurting us might be able to turn around, you know, before that day. But the fact is it's going to be cut short. It has to be cut short because if it wouldn't be cut short these last Mm -hmm. days, these time period we in, if it's Mm -hmm. not going to be cut short, no one would would survive. So that scripture is saying because of the the love, it's showing the love for the Holy Ones, God is going to cut the days short. He's not going to let it keep going on and on. Thank God for that, huh? And talking about in chapter 23 about the woes, about the Pharisees, and then um, on, um, let's see, verse 25, it says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, um, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of, um, extortion and ex- 